0: Final know
1: Hey, It's your cut. Everybody underestimates the kick in the groin. That's fucking illegal. Bro, you're not even f- famous yet. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers, but we're on the road to
0: find Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. Mel Brown. How you doing, brother?
1: I would say I'm doing good, but... (laughs) Got a bad case of the doms? Yeah, I do. I just feel like I... feel like I'm... 110 years old right now.
0: I am sore from... Right, so to those who don't know, we should in theory have a fight coming up in March uh, and we have been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, been training in MMA, been training in boxing uh, with the wonderful Andy Burrows. uh, But we have recently added, through necessity... um, a weight training regime, uh, that just
1: throwing those weights around, clanging oh, and banging.
0: I am, like I am worse today than I was yesterday yeah, and I, I thought
1: yesterday was bad. I haven't lifted weights in, in 10
0: years and, uh, now i remember exactly why that is well to be fair one thing making it slightly less painful is big thanks to our sponsors at ni supplements and uh, they are northern ireland's largest retail and online supplement shop they have fully qualified nutritional and training staff to help with any questions or queries you have about cutting training or recovery and nutrition all that good stuff and be sure to check them out at nisupplements.com they do worldwide shipping as well and with, like honestly I, I we can't thank them enough um they've also been supplying us with uh, stuff for ourselves to get ready for the fight. Yeah, we've been um, on the,
1: the biotech USA Zero, which isn't
0: it? yeah, which has been great so far. Although um, you know, nothing can completely stop the doms. It certainly as we find out
1: Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> I shudder to think what we feel like right without now it, without it.
0: Oh dear! But the good, the good thing as well is like uh, you know, Peter who runs it, uh, it, was super helpful because he he realised I was diabetic, and this stuff that you know he's given us, even with the amino acids, has been. Sugar free and 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 uh, to me it just it's just such a touch of class that any any people would think like that you know to kind of go yeah. like oh shit okay right well we're gonna have to do something a bit a bit different here so again big up to them and be sure to check them out um, we really appreciate their support and uh, yeah that's that's awesome but back to the doms it is shit
1: yeah I've got a proper case of T Rex arms. <laughs> Like, like Rex from Toy Story. Yeah, just the elbows are pinned to the side, <laughs> forearms out in front, just can't straighten them.
0: Well, should we just turn this into a gym pro- gym podcast, we we'll just talk about, we're doing eight sets of eight. We'll just call it
1: Making Gains, brah.
0: Well, I mean... Uh,
1: which is probably better than my original... The Buffer Boys, the
0: Buffer Boys, yeah, it's like oh phrasing, dude, phrasing. That's yeah. not that's not good. That like people would know exactly what we're talking about. It was the world's first and Those <laughs> business cards nearly landed Tobias <laughs> in jail. Um, but yeah, I mean, weight training is something. It just gives me another level of respect for for the athletes that that take part in this sport at that high level. Because, I mean, I know, I know, we all know. I know we all know that they train like fuck and I know we all know that they they do weight training and they do you know all the mixed types of training but when you're actually doing it you kind of go <sighs> yeah. like if this was if this was per- a permanent fixture in my life as opposed to like a a a short period of time mm-hmm. you know leading up to an event good grief
1: Think of how buff you'd be though
0: I know, think of how buff I'd be Like plenty of mu- like plenty of time to put muscle on this frame It needs it, God knows it I'm Like 6 foot 9 Peter Crouch I'm even taller than Peter Crouch And the probably sl- lighter The slender That's man That's not true That's not true I'm not lighter than Peter Crouch No I he's, don't he's, think He's like a bird I'd I kick imagine, the fuck out of Peter Crouch yeah, I would, d-
1: d- yeah, I'd bet my mortgage on you kicking the oh, shit out of Peter that, Crouch that, Do you know what? He strikes the, me as a guy who's like Hollow bones or something. Yeah, There's a bit like like balsa wood. Yeah, <laughs> it's just made from balsa wood and paper mache. Like that leg would just snap. Like our
0: kick. like our lovely little uh, Chihuahua here. It's actually uh, this is the first time we've ever done this. We're podcasting in a room with a bulldog who is yours and with the Mrs and I's lovely pebbles, the little Chihuahua. But they are an odd combination of dogs. They are, are in the same um, room.
1: Yeah, and to be in an enclosed space with Gus, who uh, has. Let's just say gas a issues. Bigger, yeah, a
0: bigger, bigger bigger gas fetish than Hitler. Oh,
1: jeez. Um, Hitler could have made good use of gus.
0: Absolutely. Um, as torture as opposed as torture, to torture, like, yeah. Like, I'll give you the info, man. <laughs> I'll give you the info. Yeah,
1: he's just been letting off steady in here. Um, I, can't, I don't really know how to explain the smell. Like a
0: If hot, sulfur took a shit.
1: Yeah, hot boiled cauliflower.
0: Mixed with sulfur.
1: And then you eat it and shit it out.
0: <laughs> well, in paranormal like worlds, there is a a thing that, um, and I'm not a paranormal believer, so like before anyone jumps on me for that, um, I love that I defended that. Like as in, no one will jump on me for the Hitler joke, but look like, yeah. before you think about ghosts. All yeah, well, right, <laughs> ghosts <laughs> um, ridiculous. Obviously, to anyone listening, we are a not safe for work podcast. Uh, um, I would say we apologise for any offence, but we things, things for are nothing. Th- things are jokes. Um, Yeah, I I would imagine that this smell that emanates from Gus when he does do his big poopy butts is... um, His poopy butts. It's the smell they describe when the devil's present because they smell do you know what I mean like
1: if you're going through an abandoned and they say the
0: the air heats up yes and it like blows
1: through in the wind yeah that's
0: that's what that is Gus's
1: ass smells like the devil's coming
0: yes exactly (laughs) I think it's startlingly startlingly accurate um Anyway, I think most of you are probably here to listen to us talk about MMA as opposed to our sore muscles, so let's get straight into Uh,
1: it. And our pets, Gus.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I think everyone needs to know about that, to be fair. Um, Meanwhile, Pebbles is just over there staring at the door. So, yes, Uriah Hall switched to King's MMA. Me likey, I think.
1: I'm not fussed.
0: (laughs) Reasons being... Striking Jim. just?
1: Well, yeah, it's Rafael Cordero's gym. Muay Thai fighter. If there's one area of the game that your hole probably doesn't need much help in, it's uh the stand-up department.
0: Yeah, true. B- but I think it's difficult to say that after the Polo Costa performance because he should have won that fight. You know, and I don't mean like, you know, he should have won the fight in terms of oh, scoring, did, but as just, in he was winning the fight and then oh, he just, just finds a way to lose.
1: Well, he just got outlasted by uh, a freak of human design or chemical design. I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. Like he's, he's a guy who sort of arrived with so much hype uh, from the man Dana White himself. Mm. Um, and he's just sort of...
0: It's because he would never lie to us. No, never.
1: Uh, but he's just never really lived up to that. And, you know, I think... <sighs> is this the best Uriah Hall is ever going to be at this point? Probably. Probably,
0: probably so, but, but but in terms of game planning, you'd have to imagine that... Well, he didn't come from a
1: bad gym. As no, far as I know, he was training at the the Rean Academy or training, or whatever they renamed Mark Munoz's gym
0: and reopened it as. But do you never just get a vibe that sometimes people just need to just mix it up a bit? I think that he does a bit. I think that he just, you know... He does need to mix it up a bit, I think. Um, um, I yeah. do agree with you. A sparring... Like, in terms of... not Sorry, sparring. A striking gym. I would maybe have liked to have him.
1: That's, It's not fair to just... No, no, no. But says, I know but what you mean. It's yeah. not
0: known as a... Like... like well, A.K.A. Head, yeah, or, yeah. or or Team Alpha yeah. Male. You know, Team Alpha Male would have been a nice...
1: He's too big for that.
0: That's what I was going to say. Is he's maybe not a lot of bodies there. But, um, yeah. I don't you know, right?
1: Like, uh, just... He's a hard one to get hyped for anymore because... There's a there's a pattern, wins a few, loses a few, wins a few, loses a few, you know. Beats people most of the time you'd expect them to beat and loses to the people you'd expect them to lose to.
0: True. Um, by the way, drink of the podcast, because, well, we normally do this for some odd reason. It's a thing in the last couple of podcasts. My drink of choice today, Club Zero. Now, to those outside, I believe, Ireland or Northern Ireland, you cannot get this. It is essentially Fanta, but better.
1: Can you look get Club Outside No. Ireland? No. I didn't realise that was our thing. I don't think thing. so. Um, um, I'm not... Uh, well, I do... It's okay. Is it the one with the bits in it?
0: Uh, yes. Oh, no. Fuck bits. No. Well, I see. fuck bits in pure drink. No,
1: no. I can't be drinking anything if it has bits of stuff floating so in it. So,
0: this lemon... Like, look, this is better than Lemon Fanta. And, as a diabetic, zero sugar. Yes, frickin' please. Yeah, Um wow. Because if we're trying to get jiggly, jiggly jacked.
1: I am drinking... Protein milk Protein <laughs> milk I have drank
0: My mm, uh, Yum
1: 50 grams of protein In a litre of it
0: That's a large amount of protein bro
1: Yeah it is I'm just disappointed I saw this on offer And got it Um
0: And I was st- <laughs> On offer You mean with that big Reduced sticker on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On offer, on offer <laughs> yeah. so It was marked down It was marked down Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: It's six months out of date But uh you had to chew it to get it down, <laughs> but uh, no, I I can confirm that it tastes just like milk. It is indeed
0: unflavored. But does it have a sandpapery texture? Not,
1: not really. Um, not really? Not really. I don't
0: want to hear not really. I want to hear not in the slightest.
1: It's it's sort of in that funny grey area between semi-skimmed and full-fat milk.
0: Oh dear.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not. You wouldn't confuse it with either.
0: Like fuck milk though, in general. Fuck oh, no. milk. Milk I haven't had milk since I was about three.
1: It's depressing. It's, why it's you, not. It's why you sh- your bones are so thin. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: could be. It could yeah. be. But uh, I've broken a nose. Okay. Uh, I've broken toes. I've never actually... Ex- mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, as in, you know, it, it's, it's ne- all a good saying yeah, that. But well,
1: I've, I've never broken a... A bone, like a large bone. I've same as yourself. I've broken my fingers and toes. You know, but break now, your ankles? Oh yeah. I yeah, about that. yeah. The ones you had multiple surgeries on. It was more ligaments than bones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure this counts. <laughs> Stop slabbering about milk. <laughs> <laughs> milk. Don't if you get defensive about milk, milk had no. Milk did nothing but help me in those times. Yeah, I, 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 my one, my one regret with this. Uh, wasn't fact that I couldn't find a reduced flavoured version. I think a, a strawberry. You mean an on offer flavoured <laughs> On offer, yeah. <laughs>
0: Last of stock. Um, Bellator doing things right yet again. Um, Mitrium versus Karatonov has been announced.
1: That is a ridiculous. Great
0: fight. This is a ridiculous fight. Um, probably one of the highest level heavyweight fights you'd see outside the UFC.
1: Yep. I've um, said for a long time that Karatonov is. Um, Sort of like an underrated, nearly legendary figure within the heavyweight division. Been around a long time, fought everybody, beat. Pretty sure he knocked out uh Overeem. Yep. When he was Uberim. Yep. Um pretty sure he's a win over Verdum as well. Yes. Um, yeah, been around a long time. Really like this fight. Um who do you like in it? <sighs> Before I saw Karatonov against Nelson recently, I probably would have you know like heavily went with Mitrion. But I think this is a closer fight. I'd probably still side with Mitrion, maybe like a 60-40 to him. I think he's just a younger, more athletic man. But I think Karatonov probably has the more technical stand-up and maybe hits a wee bit harder. But, uh, you know, based on pure athleticism, you know, Mitrion's un- orthodox movement ability to bounce in and out of the pocket might might cause a problem. So I'd probably favour Mitrion, but could, I mean, it's heavyweights. Goodness knows, basically. Yeah, I could. They go either way.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you're right. It, it could it could always go either way in the heavyweights. But I, I personally favour Matryum because I just really like. I just, I just think he moves so well for such a big man. It really
1: does. I was surprised at how easily Ryan Bader handled him. But that's because my- Ryan
0: Bader's a beast. Bro. Yeah, but that should tell you more about Ryan Bader. Another one of my candidates for the evidence of. Uh, I mean, we've talked about as many as a time, and any of our regular listeners um, you would know that you know I have a thing about guys who, it's a thing uh, guys. And, yeah, and girls. Um, <laughs> I get that definitely did rephrased. Yeah, just got to put that out. Girls and, and girls. <laughs> um, you know, th- who cut less weight. Um, you know, it started with. Well, actually, it didn't. I was going to say it started with um, Lionheart. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Smith, Smith, but it didn't. It started a long time before that. But uh, like It started with Rob Whitaker really. But, uh, you know, for me it started getting these questions of hmm, how uh, do we actually see how much less depleted people are when they don't cut and Ryan Bader just looks like another example of a guy. He looks like he is renewed. Now, don't get me wrong. He looked like that when he was still at light like, heavyweight in Bellator. Yeah. But, like, this, this is a different beast now, you know. Like, I don't know, man. Like, right, heavy, light
1: heavyweights and heavyweights are a funny thing, though. Like, I think skill wise, like, elite heavy or elite light heavyweights should theoretically, you know, be able to go up and dominate most heavyweights, bar the top.
0: It's uh, just because of mobility, three
1: or four. Yeah, mobility and just skill set, you know,
0: and cardio. Well, most light heavyweights are heavyweights. Yeah, Ultimately. I think,
1: you know, you only start run. I mean, look at DC and Stipe as the example. You know, yeah,
0: well, I mean, like, look at me, I'm a purebred light heavyweight, 210, baby, small cut, wee five pound water cut.
1: Dude, that's a middleweight.
0: Yeah, it's a pro middleweight, yeah. middle but weight. that's what I'm saying is, though, I'm like, I'm against, like, proper weight cutting, but yeah, yeah, that would be, that Dude, would be pro. You're
1: going to be so jacked.
0: A six foot nine middleweight. <laughs> no, you're just going to get so buff, you're just going to be heavyweight. Probably two fifty. Probably two. Just put on sixty pounds of muscle. Four percent body fat. Going to have, I'm going to end up having to cut the heavy bit. You're going to look like a white Bob Sapp, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the vanilla gorilla.
0: <laughs> oh dear, that's a terrible nickname. <laughs> terrible, it really, really is. Um, again, Bellator doing the uh, right thing again, though, with uh, Czech Congo and Minikov too.
1: Yeah, Minikov is a monster beast. Yeah, um, undefeated. So went and fought in fight nights back in the motherland for those last few fights um glad to see him back in a yeah, you know a more prominent promotion um check hongo another guy who's just you know quietly gone about his business putting together a ridiculous record especially in Bellator what is he on like a nine fight win streak or something yeah bit of a shame that like these guys and karatonov you can include in this weren't in the heavyweight Grand Prix. Especially, I think if you check Congo, you can feel pretty pretty disappointed that you weren't included in that because he's, you know. At least he's deserving of it. Well, he's won more fights in Bellator, never mind probably their heavyweight division, than anyone else. Um, it's
0: weird that he's just resurged out of nowhere.
1: It's true, but.
0: Uh, it's awesome, like. Oh, but yeah. It's just like, weird. What a random guy to just come out of nowhere again.
1: Well, he's still going and he's in a, he must be in his 40s now.
0: E- either late 30s or early 40s. I think he might be. Just 40, looked him up there, 41.
1: 43. Um, oh my goodness. 6'4", 43. Still looks like he's chiseled out of granite.
0: <laughs> Them roids, bruh. Wow. Well, They're all on something.
1: Oh yeah, everyone's on something.
0: Everyone. Um, Everyone.
1: But yeah, no, excited for that fight. I think Minikov is the only guy to beat him in. Oh no, he lost to uh, King Moe. But apart from King Mo, he's the only guy in Bellator to beat him. So,
0: yeah, um, I Don't
1: oh, see it going any different, though.
0: It would be remiss of me not to mention the fact that we, of course, if you do enjoy the podcast, we do, of course, have a Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash super at MMA. And uh, again, as always, big shout out to at Connor M... 1903 uh, He has been one of our biggest uh, listeners and uh, it's nice to constantly have engagement with him so hope you are well brother um, The The thing with Bellator that annoys me is that well actually hang on I've actually just thought we're going to save this for our Saints and Sinners section um, uh, because yes I'm actually pissed off at Bellator and I completely forgot about why but we'll get to it later and mm. um, McGregor's team have aimed to dismiss uh, Chiesa's lawsuit. Now, from what I've read, there's technicalities and it sounds like Chiesa might have shot himself in the foot by going ahead and taking a fight.
1: Yeah, um, well, I, I go back to when Joey Diaz was talking about it. You know, if that had been me on the bus, I, like Mr. Diaz, would have uh, been walking around with a cane and glasses and fumbling my way around um like, taking a professional fight just harms your case. It makes no sense.
0: No, I, I, I agree. Um, I agree. And you know what? I don't like anybody um, losing... Although, saying that, there is physical evidence that he was harmed
1: in that. Oh, like well, his, no, no. His no, head was no, split. But,
0: but not just that. It happened. Oh, yeah, it did happen. Do like, you know It's one of those weird ones where it's not like, uh, we need to go to court to figure out this thing. It's like, no, 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 he no. literally threw up through a, a trolley through a window mm. and smashed and it cut him. Like, it is odd to me. It's like, ah, we'll just we'll just do what lawyers do and we'll just find a way to get rid of it. It's like, yeah. or you just literally pay the man what he do, do because you did that, you scumbag. You did that.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I, I hope Chiazza uh, makes bank from this. And
0: I hope that it, I, like, do you know what the problem is, though? and and this isn't against Connor personally, it's people that don't really take responsibility for actions like this in general. There is not a fine large enough that will make him actually rethink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He will always just have gotten away with it completely. I don't really think he's felt any remorse about it. Well, there's other than been, there's the been
1: no, Well, there's been no consequence of it. Uh, did he not get community service? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like... Has he even done it? I don't know. Like... Not the poo-poo community service, but like I mean, that is
0: the literal law equivalent of a slap on the wrist. I don't think that you sh- the community service for people that are known to be mega rich is the way. And like we talked about this in a really early podcast, where
1: yeah, because then does it not just become about like stupid shit like John Jones did, where he went into schools and yeah. talked to them, and then it's a bit of more just like. Glorifying don't, him don't,
0: don't do drugs kid Don't end up like me we, yeah, but,
1: yeah it's like We have your hero here To talk to you today And then it's just yeah. a bit of Self gratifying Oh I went in and helped the kids yeah, you, know it's it's no, cor- you didn't
0: Your court ordered to go there Yeah you've court told <laughs> you to go Otherwise you would not have gone And helped the kids Yeah Um. You're absolutely right And I think that It's not just that I've said this before I think that people Excuse me With what I call Fuck you money The only way you'll ever affect them Is just by hitting them in the bank we talked about this with the John Jones suspension a long, long time ago uh, on one of our really early uh, YouTube videos. I think I said to you, I was like, fine him millions, literally, like not, mm. not, not like not enough to bankrupt him, but enough where he literally it stings handing it over because short of that, there, 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 there is nothing. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing mm. that you can do to like they, they are they're further untouchable. It's uh, like, "Oh, really? I went through all that, and you're going to what? Make me go to a, a, a kid's school?" And and unfortunately,
1: give? that is just the world we live in, where money is power. Um, True. And there's nothing you can and you can really do. And like, well, it, it, they're very different cases, in that yes, this is an actual legal it proceeding. Assaults, yeah. It's yeah, it's not a, a like a sports issue. Yes, but even um, still,
0: I think that the precedent either way. You know, especially if you look if you if you submit to the USADA testing pool. Mm. It should be legal, like a legally binding thing. Like as in, if they catch you, you should be uh, almost Uh, sued. mm. Yeah, no, 100%. Otherwise, then you don't take part in it. Because, again, it comes back to incentive.
1: It gets murky with that and contaminated and this, that, and the other. Yeah,
0: but that wasn't a contaminated supplement with John Jones. No. Then they proved that, embarrassingly. No, he claimed it was the second time, but the first time there was no... No,
1: no, i well, And I only
0: did that after a whole bunch of other people had gone. Oh my god, oh, I was the supplements, and then John nah, Jones well, went me. The, oh yeah, no, no, it was. It was I, like don't, I don't know how
1: much you can, you know, like legally press that because we go back to the age-old issue of UFC fighters being independent contractors. Fuck John Jones when they're not really. Yes. <laughs> did you know? Do you not like John Jones? No, I've
0: never picked up on this. No, fuck John Jones. Um, Why are we talking about him again? does it's not worthy of our time? I don't know.
1: I think you brought him up.
0: Yeah, as an example of somebody that deserves punishment that has never learned his action, learned uh, any responsibility for his actions, as an example of yet another person who just gets to behave in whatever way they see fit. And like, did you see the, Did you see the interview with John Jones where on Ariel? I was it Ariel. Was it on his show or was it on the MMA or... or I can't remember what it was on, but it was hilarious because it was like... The first comment on it was like, oh, please tell me he doesn't compare himself to Jesus. And within like two minutes, he was like, he's like, look, Jesus. I'm not saying I'm Jesus. <laughs> but and I was like, oh my God, John, like what is wrong with you, man? Please. It's like, I'd love to be able to like him because he is so bloody good. But like, stop making it so terribly difficult. He
1: is an unlikable gentleman. But as I've said to you before... The story isn't over yet.
0: No, you're right, and it will end triumphantly when Gus smashes him into a pulp and the New Year's card. Probably not, but I hope so. Um Michael Bisping, uh, keeping himself in the old headlines saying he would handle Adesanya.
1: <sighs> I hate these. I hate like if you're retired and out of the game the I mean these are fighting words. These are fighting words. If you bump into Adesanya, which you probably will at some point, being a prominent uh, member of the media, um, you're going to have to... Expect uh, to get called out. Yeah, you're going to have to front up to this. If, If you're out of the game, you're out of the game. You don't call people out. Your time has come and went.
0: It would be remiss of me not to predicate this with me telling you I'm a huge Bisping fan. But well, come um, on, even you, like I know, I know. I would, fe- I, I would say. fear it's for like, Bisbing. Oh, absolutely! Like, dude, I told you, like, I, I, t- I think I've said in the podcast. Like, I literally cried when he got beaten by Gaslam just because it was such a horrendous knockout. It wasn't just because he got beaten. Like, I yeah. watched him lose a bunch of times. It was just like, no, I can't. Like, you're like, that was the moment where I realised his career was over. Yeah, and it was the moment where I realised that he, whilst he, he still had it to compete, he didn't, he didn't have that next level anymore, and. um no. Yeah, I mean, well, look, could Bisping have beaten Adesanya maybe a handful of years ago? Perhaps. Not likely to me. I My have, issue
1: isn't even discussing whether he could or not. It's just it's
0: that... The fact he said it.
1: Yeah, like, you're retired. If You you know, if you're still thinking about it and wanting to do it, then...
0: Just, Bisping's a bit of a joker, though. Like, I, to be honest, I haven't looked into no, I haven't the either. tone I of this. I don't even know the context. Like, was it just something like, oh, I'd have handled Adesanya, or was yeah. it, you know...
1: Oh, no, I... am Same as yourself, I'm literally basing this off uh, a headline.
0: Well, um, I mean, it certainly it is possible that he may have back in the day, but I do agree with you that now is not the time nor the place uh, to be calling Adesanya out, so um, fair enough. Um, Okay, so uh, as Deanna White always does, the the goofball has um, basically removed what he said about uh, Covington uh, being next in line for Woodley and is now favouring Usman in it. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that. As much as I dislike Covington, he is he
1: is the next challenger. He is.
0: He's the next in line. And I think that whenever Woodley's been a one that hasn't... He's not been running from fights by any means. But it's he's always been... It's a. It's always like, when's Woodley going to fight again? You know, there seems to be quite a period of time. Do you know what I mean? Like... It, it, I don't know. Like, he defended in, what, September? Yeah. I'm not no no. I'm not saying that he, he that he's a chicken. I'm saying I that,
1: know, like, I I get what you're saying, and I think like this, they always seem to struggle is, to find a fight I think for this seems to be... A, yeah, I think there's a bit of a myth that like he holds out and he doesn't fight people. Oh like, no, I don't th- I don't believe. Oh no, that. not I'm I not just, saying you, but I'm saying like there just seems to be this. I can't, I'm not really sure where it came from, and it might be from people like Covington just spamming social media that he's ducking and this that and the other. But if you look at who he's fought, he's always fought the top contender, and he's been. Pretty darn active. Well, to be fair, you say. I think he was. I think he was less. I think he was injured a lot in the last year. Was, but that's before what was that, he was fighting. That's you know, three times that, a year.
0: But that's that's what I was going to say is that. So he's he didn't fight from November 2016 to March 2017, which is fine, Standard. Um, you know, and then he didn't fight from March till July, but that's quick, that's a quick turnaround, yeah. but then it was from July 2017 to September 2018. Now that's fine because he was injured, mm-hmm. but for that reason like, there is that, you know, there is that myth and, and you're right, you hit the nail on the head, it's because people shit talk him about it, and like oh, you're pussy, you're this, you're that, you should fight this guy, you should fight that guy, but there is still, like, what I'm saying is there's all every time there's a Woodley fight, there's like a big debate as to who it's going to be. It just always seems. Well, to be... I think be it's just
1: welterweight. It's one of those divisions where it's, yeah, so it's constantly options. changing, and there's there's a lot of guys vying for the top spot. Um, you know, we saw in Darren Till in his last fight a guy who the fans and the media and everybody sort of got behind, but was nearly you know in hindsight pushed in it into it too early when there was yep. probably more deserving and capable challengers out there. So, True. you know, there is a backlog of them. Usman has been about for a while winning. Covington's been winning, you know.
0: True. Um, I, I just think that Usman... Usman's great. Um,
1: oh, I, he's, he's absolutely I, deserving of a title shot. Just not next. Like, Covington was the interim... Not that that means dick anymore. Um but if you're the interim champion, that should at least guarantee you a title shot. The
0: devil's advocate, like, deserving of it. Like, okay, he beat RDA, fine. He beat Maya, fine. Well, he beat RDA,
1: which is exactly who Usman just beat. But so that's, but that's so you, what I was
0: going to say. No, but that's what I was going to say is, like, you know, really are, like,.
1: That's your, I mean, that's your two options. Those are the two top challengers at I get, I get that, but and it's I,
0: just they're not particularly, like, either of them, when, when you actually look through their record, you know, they're not, it's not like, oh my good grief.
1: Well, I think it's been how comfortably Usman's been dealing with everybody.
0: But that's true, that's true. And Co- could, Us- RDA
1: was, you know, he was right up the top and Covington shut him down. Oh, as, yeah. As, as did Usman. Does, yeah. Um, so I can't really.
0: At least the Covington fight had a bit of danger. Like it felt dangerous at all times with Ufer, because every time that they were on the feet, you know, DeSantis looked good. The Usman fight was just. I think that was one of the dullest fights I've ever watched.
1: Um. It wasn't great. It wasn't. Great. I wasn't super entertaining. but I
0: can I can appreciate the oh same. Same, like, and I would dominance. never. And yeah. do you know what? If if Usman comes out and beats Woodley, I'm not going to be like, oh, great, a boring fight. Like that's that's his game and it works. Like yeah. f- fucking fair fucks. to you like? I'm not trying to shit on it. I still pick Woodley over. Oh, I pick Woodley over both of them. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. I think Woodley is too too strong, too dynamic, and it's that right hand. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> always fights smart, he's just,
1: it's that... He puts uh,
0: himself against the cage, which is interesting. Yeah,
1: it's that risk management um, and game planning which Woodley has over them all, really, but I think like the only thing those guys can really do is that, like, Woodley's been accused of gassing because, you know, he's a heavily muscled guy and, you know, it's just, just need, pacing, maybe. Yeah, or muscles need blood and oxygen and, you know, you can't keep up a pace, whereas Usman and Covington can. Um... But, I don't know. Like, I, I still think, like, you, you do it with Covington. And, if you ever want to make Tyron Woodley sort of a fan darling, you have him fight the biggest dick in the division, which is Covington, and smash him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're you're probably right, like. Um, I, I just don't know. Uh, I just, uh, the thing that pisses me off about this is, the news isn't really, oh, both of them could have a title shot. Because we already knew that. The news is just Dana White. Like, I'm sick of him. To, like, <laughs> It's getting harder and harder and harder, like, to... Well, there
1: needs to be some structure and consequences to things. It's like, it's why everybody What was, are they all aiming for? Well, that's what I mean. That's why everybody was like, everybody hates interim titles, because they mean dick. And yeah. if you mean it now, well, because a guy can change his opinion on you on a whim, or he yeah. or see someone fight more recently, that you can get jumped. Like,
0: it means nothing. Yeah. That is so true Um, And and Dana I don't think realises I just, I think that he's a bit delusional In terms of realising that he does Bring the brand down You know, like Mm. I know that a lot of more casual fans And this is the thing, is I believe that the reason This is getting worse than it's ever been In terms of, you know, bunny hopping People in the UFC is because They're chasing money more now than they ever have And also there's been a mass influx of more Casual fans since Connor Since 2014 Yeah, it's been a mass influx of casual fans and whilst hello and welcome and I hope you stick around if you're listening. Um, even if you do just watch casually, there is a frustration I have with people and this doesn't necessarily apply to you if you are a, a more casual fan. Um, that they don't understand that point, which is the, the consequence of it. What are they fighting for if Dana just goes, no, do you know, I've changed my mind and I like these two guys fighting better. Yeah, It's like, really? You're going to do, you're going to go down that path. I just like it better. I think it's going to be better. So, you know, when really we know that what's happened is Covington's probably realistically already been approached. You'd have to imagine Woodley has already been approached. You'd have to imagine. And they clearly can't come to terms with Colby. Well, they probably now, can. It's,
1: it's, it's, It's always it always seems about scheduling. It's can you do it when the UFC want you to do it? And if you go, nope, I'm injured. I'm
0: this that I'm unavailable. You know. Well, then they just you know. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But what they should then do is Dana should come out. Uh, Colby, I spoke to Colby. He's nursing an injury, so unfortunately, it didn't work timeline wise. Usman's next in line. We like this fight just as much. Either of them have a good shot. Uh, And I tell you, if Usman does win the title. I'm, it works time wise with Colby. He'll be straight on his title shot. He'll get his title shot. You know, if he came out and spoke like that, but I, th- I
1: think it's it's it, like yes, that would work if it was like, you know, you're if you've got a long term injury. But see, if it's small things like oh, I can't fight, but I can fight three weeks later, and they and they're essentially going no, you know, then that means like if you're fit to fight in three weeks time. But you're you've not like, Yeah No no but not that you're you, No but you're, that's the way they inter- are. Yeah yeah But not only have you lost that fight Which is probably Three four months away That you then have to You know if you're waiting out For a title shot Then you probably have to wait Another f- minimum Three to four months For whoever wins To come out the other side So therefore Your earnings potential Has just dropped off a cliff For six months Yeah
0: that's absolutely true And and it's a Yeah it's just It's Dana White Being Dana White Um, So Tito uh, And Cheel too Um, No, 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 absolutely God, yes And here's why Lord knows I'm the biggest chill fan out there Um, But Tito tapped, first of all Like a bitch And that was That was two years (laughs) And I don't mean tapping makes you a bitch I just mean he tapped like a bitch Because he didn't even tap He tapped, but he didn't He tapped like a bitch Just be man enough to admit you were beaten You bitch (laughs) Um, Anyway, Chiel will slap the fucking lips off him Which is great Yeah, no, absolutely he will And here's why Uh, Chiel, when he fought Tito He was coming off I think it was two years uh, Of suspension And, you know His first fight back And and he tapped him You know And and the thing is that You know, look at who Chiel's Chiel's just been in there with Fedor And yes, he lost And he lost in fairly decisive fashion But Tito Fedor Sorry, Chiel had his moments in that fight and the <sighs> flashes like and do you know what i was actually having a conversation today with uh Zach a guy that we do bjj with um i was having a conversation with him today saying that if cheel had been 5 5 to 10 years earlier than he was mm-hmm. he might have been one of the goats he w- nah. and i mean that, no 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 hear me out hear me out before you say no the reason is this is if Butson maybe no, it, of course it is. But I'm no, no, you, you no, get no, a, no. But this get is apply, my point. You can apply that. The so you many can, fighters. but it's about evolution of the sport, and we hear this all the time. Oh, you know, oh, this this fighter, the sport just evolved slightly past them. He like if he was in and around the Matt Hughes and GSP and. And his style would have been super dominant in earlier UFC. And that's literally all I mean. I mean stylistically. He was around the same time as Hughes No, 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 but he was
1: like... He wasn't in the UFC, he was in WC. Yes,
0: and he also wasn't, I mean like prime, you know, like as in if you'd got him prime in that era, I think he he could have gone on an absolute tear. Like, look, Anderson Silva's, you know, noted as one of the GOATs. And Chiel, like, for, okay, not in the second fight. He, like, he got completely outclassed, outsmarted in every way. But in the first fight, no one had ever done that The Silva. You know, he is, there was... I also think his piss test melted the cup in the first fight. It did, yeah. Yeah, it did. So but, it was, there, but there's tons of fighters that have...
1: I know, but, like, his ability to maintain that horrible suffocating pace and strength was probably a lot to do with how synthetic
0: that was. I... Probably, but I'll be honest, and this applies to all steroids. I'm not just not. I'm not just talking about chill here. I don't know what kind of effect they have in terms of cardiovascular performance. So you could be right, but I don't know. Like my understanding was that they were to help build muscle, aid recovery, etc. I didn't. I didn't know that, or don't know, I should say. But it's only because of lack of research. I don't know what effect anabolics have on yeah. on cardio. But still, you, could, you could be right.
1: I still maintain that the is. The Biggest choker in the game,
0: sir. How t- you and I are not going to fall out properly? But he e- does, easy, he t- easy,
1: easy. He's not, he was good. You're He's, hurting me now. He was him. very good. You're hurting me now, but he was never close to the best. You're hurting
0: me. Stop. Stop. I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't want to talk about this anymore. But oh, I'm no. just going to go and silent treatment for the rest of the podcast. Fine. Tonight.
1: Um, Tito, Chill two, God, no.
0: God, no. Why? What's your beef with it? I just... I, what does it prove? I've no, it doesn't prove anything. I've it's just no, a good fight. Yeah,
1: it's, But it's not a good fight. Why
0: is it not? The guys that have fought before and have history outside of the... the sort of those who don't know, they fought in, a, in college wrestling, I think, what's It's not it?
1: miles away from Chuck Tito territory. Uh, Tito like, is
0: absolutely just, nowhere near that. He is. I just don't no, care. He's not. Like, well, he might not care, but what's your problem with the because, fight?
1: Plus, he's retired because it doesn't do anything. Like... So, no. if Chill wins big whoop like Rampage
0: didn't like,
1: big, big whoop Rampage is, is an active competitor and even the win over Rampage wasn't fantastic was it the ghost of Rampage past that wasn't like, what I was saying when I was saying that fight lo- didn't do he, anything and if he loses again to Tito then he just lost a 45 year old Tito
0: like so, what if he does? Then he's, oh no, no! He's like,
1: it's just I'm just saying I am in no way interested. Like I don't know who would would be interested other than yourself being a big jail fan. I, well, I, think, Tito fans,
0: I think Tito fans. I think fans would be interested, and also like let's let's be honest. Let's, put, just let's like, no no, but let's let's do this. MMA it. outside are, the UFC is
1: currently stuck there are in like memes, 2007.
0: There are memes about this fight because of the t- you know the Tito tap. I joked about it, but yeah. like you know. Whether he did or he didn't, I, I don't actually know. It looked suspicious, but I don't know. Like, and I don't want to...
1: Was chill through that fight.
0: Well, he's a choker, huh? And he threw the Fedor fight. So, but here's the thing. I th- I'd be happy enough to watch it just to get a conclusive answer on that fight. And, and there are many people that that there's there's still debate on on forums and on online and and on other um, other media outlets. There's still debate over who the, how what actually happened in that fight. And for that reason alone, I just I agree with you. It may not be for you.
1: There's just no stakes.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. Is the stakes are they get to finally bury that who actually won that fight? Because that fight, you know, you 50 percent of people going two to one and one. But if you're won.
1: Tito, why like? But
0: well, that's 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 a different question. That's now, that's a different question. Now, if you're Tito, I don't know what the motivation would be. Perhaps the same thing. Perhaps he sees people, maybe the same thing as with Chuck. He sees people still shit-talking online, you know, because of his losing to Chuck. Or he sees shit people, just people shit-talking that he tapped to chill and just went, I don't want to, I, I want to put this to bed. And if and if he comes out and says that, like, how can you not respect that? If he goes, look, there was questions over my last win, and I want to put that right. How mm. how the hell can no? Like, how could anybody not be invested in that?
1: Well, first of all, that would mean Bellator re-signing Tito, which ain't going to happen. Why is that? Because I would just hope Bellator, like, is Tito's not worth the money you'd have to pay him. Like, uh, the well, only I person, st- the only person stupid enough to pay him the money is uh, Oscar De La Hoya. And I'm pretty sure he won't be making that mistake again With his 20,000 pay-per-view buys. Yeah, I saw that, that's pretty terrible And God knows the amount of money they'd have to throw at Chael to get him <sighs> I so don't know,
0: well Chael's under contract with the Bellators Yeah, but that's
1: what I mean So, like, It, ha- it, w- not it would have to be in Bellator
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it would have to be in Bellator But I just, I, <sighs> I just don't think the amount of money you need to get Tito out of bed And into your cage is that much these days
1: Well, he just did it for 250 grand
0: yeah, because it was a once in a lifetime fight. Yeah, he did like, it for two hundred fifty grand in a company.
1: But he, but I mean that is the that is Tito's going rate at the minute.
0: He's he's coming yeah, off. A, I don't know if you can you can't say that. That's yeah, like but saying, this
1: this is this is Tito Ortiz though, who thinks and pretends he knows business, and uh, he will say, well, that's you know that's my most recent paycheck. So match but it. But he, he might get a
0: hundred, and he might take it
1: less than half of what he
0: just made I, I, well, yeah, the but, fight but a guy yes, he's just beat yes but I think that the that, that Bellator like with this will come down to how badly he wants it but what I'm saying is Bellator would be well within their reason to go Tito you know full well that's I'm just, not I'm just your kinda, going
1: rate I'm just kind of bored of Tito and I'm bored of Chill.
0: oh dude I, I get you with Tito but leave
1: Chill well, alone we've had the Chill. the only interesting factor with Chill is right okay we get the quippy one liners which are always funny but like the whole my whole thing of being in any way invested in was this pursuit of, you know, the promise to win a title and this is never going to happen. So he just doesn't have a story for me now. He's a 40 year old guy who isn't close to the top anymore fighting, you know, mid 40 year old has-beens. And that hurts me to say, because some of the guys he's been fighting, I have huge respect for, but they're not, they're not who they were and the fights mean nothing. I'm just not
0: interested in it anymore. Fair enough. Um, the last piece of news that we're going to cover uh, is Benavides and Figueroa has uh, been confirmed for UFC two thirty
1: three. It's a good fight. Like it.
0: Who do you think's got it?
1: It is very hard to pick. It is against Benavides because of his record. He we, only
0: lost to Pettis, Cruz, and Mighty Mouse. Yeah, that's and Pettis on the rise at the time.
1: Yeah, um, but then again, Figueredo was good. I think he's better and good. I think he looks incredible. He undefeated, but it's like it's the same thing I say when we talk about Jones Gustafson. Until I see evidence that Benavidez is on a you know a decline, it's you know nearly impossible to, or no, not impossible. It's hard to pick against him
0: Yeah, um, I guess uh, the thing is though, you know, what the, the play devil's advocate with Figueroa. You know, he beat John Mor- Moraga. It's a good win. Beat Juseb Morales. Yep. Beat Jared Brooks. You know. Okay, John Moraga, great. Oh, no, I'm not like... You know, it's... He is on the way up. You know, this is... 30, he's not on the way up. He's just... No, as in, like, he's... The level of competition. Yeah, he's work. He's still,
1: you know, working his way up. Well yeah. Yeah,
0: he is, but I just... I think that, you know, you said it best yesterday when we were talking about it off air, and you said, you know... Benavidez tends to win against anybody who isn't elite. And I'm just not sure that I'm ready to call Figueroa or Figueroa but, um, but that's what I'm saying. I'm,
1: I'm not claiming he's elite. I'm saying this is the test. If he gets by Benavidez, then he is. You know, this is... Yeah, that's fair. This is a risky fight for Benavidez, and I can't pick against them. Do you know, he, know what's crazy?
0: What? Like, I know we already knew this, but 56 kilograms, eight stone. Yeah. Like, they're tiny men. <laughs> I like think they're very, very tiny men.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's five foot four. That is five
0: foot five I have here, but I mean either way that is tiny man. Oh, it's just yeah. it's just like it it it's not meant with disrespect, it's just it's that's like it's that's why they're so bloody quick. Yeah. It's just literally like the the flyweight I don't understand how people don't engage well with the flyweight division. I think it's fantastic to I watch. think it's because low finish rate.
1: No, because the finish rate isn't that bad in flyweight, as far as I know. I think it's more just that. It's why heavyweight will always be king. It's Joe Bloggs sitting on a sofa going, that guy's five foot four and eight stone. Pff, yeah, it might be good, but like...
0: I'd beat him. I'd kick yeah. his ass. <laughs> I think you'd be very surprised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, like, absolutely, but like... Put a I don't few, mean you.
1: Put a few beers in people, and they'll think, you know, oh, we small guy. Yeah, I'd kick his ass. He's probably good at that kung fu stuff, Dude.
0: but... You're, you're probably right here. Whereas
1: no one looks at Francis Ganley and goes, you know what? I'll probably beat his ass.
0: True. True. It's so just,
1: it's. I think it's just...
0: The finish rate's not great though. Well, actually, so there's a hundred, there's been nearly 180 fights, right? Just give me percentages. Uh, I can't, it doesn't have percentages on this website. So there's 140, or 180 fights, and roughly 75 of them. So out of 180 roughly 75 of them have been finishes so there's 104 decisions right mm-hmm. um one that no contest if you go up to the bigger boys you're at 900 you're nearly at a you're at, an over 500 where really you're actually at six an over 600 rate um for heavyweights so you've you've 600 fights and you have you have 450 of those uh, go and finishing. If you go to like take middleweight, for example, you have six hundred and seventy-five odd fights, and you have four hundred odd, so it's definitely a lower finishing rate. But still, like that doesn't matter to me. It's just I no. wonder if that's why the casuals maybe haven't engaged as much. Maybe, um, but I I certainly I I love watching the speed. And I, well, find I think it it's, it's
1: pe- like going back to that size thing. It is people like the the baddest man on the planet. I think it's hard for people to imagine. A five foot four, eight stone, or fifty whatever kilogram man being the baddest man on the planet.
0: Those people need to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Oh, they are absolutely. To I'm just saying, yeah, uh,
1: you know, size and strength are powerful agents to the
0: uninitiated. I was actually just sit talking about this too. We had a guy cleaning our oven. No put no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Good lord. And uh, yeah, getting all the slime out of the oven. If you know what I mean. The filth. The filth was just like, like a bucket of sick. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really. Our oven was actually really clean. I don't know why that just happened, but it did. Okay. Um, I don't know. The oh, like, man, I, I, sh- I shouldn't have. I should have. that nah, that doesn't matter. It's an oven. I don't, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. Um, the <laughs> thing that I find fascinating about the perception with things like that is. Every single person I know that has done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or or wrestling or, or some kind of grappling, you get a holy shit moment. Yeah. You get one. And and it's anybody that hasn't is either a freak, like a genetic freak who's just unbelievably good at it off the bat, or some kind of genetic freak that's just like super strong or something but shane carwin yeah but like <laughs> there is a moment of holy fuck like even sparring with little like we guys in mma like <laughs> we guys the speed movement or the speed the yeah. movement of speed um or the speed yeah speed of movement sorry um it's, it's just crazy and you know it, it i think people need to need to understand to experience it to understand it it is one of those things that Watch it. Just watching it, you have no clue. You have no clue whatsoever how tiring it unfortunately, is.
1: Unfortunately, that doesn't make up your audience because they might pers- Yes, of course, of yeah. course.
0: I just mean, I, I, I just wish that in an ideal world, uh, every fan of the sport would give it a go, and and, and mm. because I think that you, for instance, that 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 age old. So, the, the part of the moment that I had with that was the that age old. You know, oh, but I don't really understand what they're doing with the grappling. They're just hugging. You know, or they're just doing this or just doing that. It's like my my understanding of that started to change the day I set foot on a judo mat. I'm not saying that I I felt like that. I obviously knew there was more going on. Mm -hmm. But the first time I was ever like, oh, shit, like this is super tiring. This is super difficult. This is not, you know, it's not an easy thing. My understanding of it changed that night. The yeah. next day that I watched it I was like oh okay I see so he's looking to do this do that and 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 it was only little things you're not a, you're not an expert of it but like you do start the second that you have an experience in it and you can relate to it all of a sudden it makes more sense. Yeah. But I, I yeah personally I implore anybody that I know and especially you the lovely listener um for me personally doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has been a massive thing in terms of my mental health I suffer from pretty severe anxiety and um, it has been a life changing experience, but uh, like on this note, um, boxing as well, and under the marvelous tutelage of, of Andy Burrows, it's been a remarkable life changing experience to to go through the ups and downs of any martial art. But there is something about martial arts that I implore every single one of you, if you're not already or you've or if it's been on your mind in any way, do it. Just do it. And there, there isn't. I, I didn't get this. I don't know about you, but. I didn't get that feeling like that I think everyone worries about about like oh well I'll go and I'll be really intimidated and I'll uh," you know I just went and everyone was like hey what's up man
1: (laughs) do you know what I mean like I had that yeah I had that feeling before I went in well like before I went the first few times like I remember like being anx- anxious about it because I was completely new and I went by myself and I didn't know anybody and that sort. Of, yeah, that perception that I was
0: walking into a club of cage fighters. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, doesn't exist this this idea. You
1: know, what if they put me in the cage on the first night and someone just beats me up? Nah, it, doesn't, it doesn't. No, happen.
0: it doesn't. And 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 to be honest, I've met some of the more remarkable and kind and um, chill and chill people that that I've ever met. So yeah, like sort of a bit tangent there. But if any of you out there have any kind of struggles or whatever. For me personally, um, doing the things that... And it sounds ridiculous in hindsight. And Tyson Fury talked about this. um, He talked about setting goals when when he was overcoming his struggles. And one of the things that I found remarkable about my own mental health was... Oh, right, okay, so if I eat a bit better and I get out more, I'll feel better. And it sounds so fucking ridiculous. I mean, you're like... To it's anyone that thinks like, I'm, like, yeah. full of shit or whatever, like, I've, like I've been hospitalised with this condition. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, I have anxiety because it's 2018 and everyone has anxiety. It's like, no, no, like, like, as in sick to the pit of my stomach, can't leave the house when my phone rings, I panic, like, like, pretty, pretty bad. And especially up to about a year ago, I was in a pretty bad shape and, and it is. It's
1: nearly like that. Exercise, drinking more water, and
0: eating healthy—it's so true. It's so, true. It's so <laughs> true. And and do you know what the thing is though? The hardest time to do it is the first time. And yeah. The second that I did it once, it became instantly easier, and it went from being something that I used to have to force myself to do. And this only lasted about two weeks, where like my 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 uh, my other Mel, um, my my partner Mel. She would be like, "Look, it's okay. You can, you know, just go. Like, you will. You feel better every time you go. Just go. It's okay." And she encouraged me to go. And after about two weeks, it just became like doing my teeth. It's just something you do. You know, it's like this is just just what I do. Yeah. Um. So, to anyone out there who's struggling, well, first, don't you know, don't do it alone. Reach out. Like, like we're always happy to chat MMA with you. Give you something to distract yourself from it. Um. Go see a doctor. Talk to your friends. But like, one of the biggest things you can do if you're in between is to just go and do something like that because. It, like I, I, just a quick anecdote before we end this tangent, a friend of mine who I won't name, um, reached out to me recently. I stopped drinking pretty much like, don't get me wrong. I will have the occasional beer here the or there, of but at, at Christmas. At, yes, exactly. But like, I pretty much stopped drinking because of the, the mental health thing. Um, I may have once or twice partaken in marijuana, also, um, uh-huh. which I no longer really do. Um, once or twice, uh, in my, yeah, once or twice a day. <laughs> and, <laughs> once uh, or twice, this or you know, eating badly and just just generally not really looking after myself that well. And uh, when I started doing the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and boxing and MMA, um, and again, big up the IFS or the MMA gym because that's that's where I really caught the bug. Um, I Felt like it's hard to describe. I kind of felt like I just didn't need those things anymore because I just I just kind of felt like that. It was I don't I don't even know why, um, but I just felt like that. And a friend of mine reached out to me recently and said to me, "Look, I, when I'm home at Christmas, would you be able to see if you can get me on the mats for a BJJ thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. You thinking of giving it a go?" And his response was, "No, no. I've been doing it for a while now. I've stopped drinking. I don't smoke, and I don't really drink anymore. I don't do drugs. I don't do anything." And this was a guy that, life and soul of the party, do you know what I mean? Party's hearty, And it just showed me that, oh, it's not just me then. No. It's not just me, there's tons of people that do this, like. Um, Speaking of Tyson Fury, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Fuck you, American judges. Um, Although, the guy scored a, a draw, turns out it was a British judge.
0: Collusion. 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 There's no way. Do you think he was doing that to maybe like be like oh I can't score all the rounds for Tyson? No, I don't know. I don't know what's Look, going on. Boxing is corrupt as fuck. It's part it of the really reason is. why I fell out of fell out with it. Yeah. Um he won that fight. There is there is no there's yeah, nobody he, anybody that's saying, and this includes you, Brandon Schaub, Listen to me when I tell you this and listen up real good. If you think that people don't know you just said that that Wilder won because you work for Showtime. I think he was saying he, he could understand, or he was he was uh, advocating for a draw. Yes, but that's my point. Yeah. If 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 he thinks that anyone is that that has any inkling of boxing, if he thinks that anyone is stupid enough to uh, to think that we we don't know, you're only saying that because you're a Showtime shell. You're wrong. We all know that you don't really think that. You know that Fury won. You know that you must do, it. and see if you don't. You shouldn't be working anywhere near boxing. True. Like and, and look, here's the thing. I have i, I am a Brendan Schaub fan. And I, I've had flack for that before. But I, I like you, Brendan. I like you. Don't do this to me, man. Don't do this to me. I know you don't really believe that. Have some integrity. Just tell the truth. Just say it. Look, if I had to make a case for a draw, this is the case it would be. I don't think it was a draw, just say the words, man, it'll feel so good. It'll <laughs> feel so good, you'll feel like you can breathe again. Just tell the truth. He didn't win, no, or well, didn't draw. I should say Tyson won that fight, um he did um it's nearly like
1: say like the only people who benefited from it were the bookmakers. It almost seems Quite like old, that. old? Yeah.
0: Um, and they, they I leave. wonder
1: how much, like I have no idea, I'm just spitballing, but I wonder how much money was, Tens of millions. P- was placed on that Tens fight. Tens of millions. Poor Billy Joe Saunders who put, what, 70, 70 grand down
0: on it? And you'd be raging as well because it, it was a freaking robbery. It really was. And, and do you know what? Like, we well, we we had money on that fight and we had money on Fury and that's that's not where any of this comes from because yeah, a ch- bit different to having seventy grand to having a
1: fiver yeah yeah <laughs>
0: absolutely and the thing is as well like with the the betting that I had on I kind of needed Tyson to win by knockout and I didn't think he would like no. I, I I thought that he would win on points but it was just an odds thing it was like my my isn't the money or. Any
1: of well, that? That's, that's what I mean. We were just robbed of one of the greatest yep. moments in sporting history. The greatest comeback in sporting imagine? history. Like the history books will now say, if you didn't, weren't there to experience it live, it was a draw. But everyone who lived it will Knows know it wasn't. But it's just that they've denied Tyson Fury that moment.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, too, as well, like there was a really powerful moment where. And and do you know what? Fair play to Tyson for the way he's handled it. I I will. No one, no one has had a better public image turnaround. Oh my goodness! In no. And it started with as as weirdly public image turnarounds seem to do. It started with Joe Rogan. Oh uh, no, I think it was well and well on before, Maybe in the states, um,
1: but like I think it's just because except, not they ever give a fuck. But it just people can they can get on board with people who are themselves. Now, I can appreciate boxers like Anthony Joshua, hugely successful, super popular. But I don't give a shit about your corporate sponsorships or your quest to become a billionaire in the no. sport. Like, that's not what I'm about, but I can get on board with a guy who's, you know, being himself. Yeah. You know, I don't want, the, you know, I just, it's I think people had that issue, maybe not so much anymore, but like at the time with like GSP. You know, it's nearly just a bit too perfect. The answers are a bit too rehearsed. You know, like yeah, I mean, but the, the fighters you engage with the most are fighters who are just themselves. Yes, that's and you either love them or hate them for it. But like, don't I hate that in between that, like the shell, the new personality, the the corporate sponsorship robot, yeah. Um, and that's what I think. That's what annoyed me most about this fight is that we actually had a guy who the public got behind, who was putting out a great message about mental health and mm-hmm. bouncing back. And this would have been the epitome of it. You know, he was the betting underdog, and you know, people thought that he'd been gone too long, and he was out to show you that you can bounce back from, uh, you know, drug addiction, Anything, yeah. blah, blah blah. You know, we all, you know, we don't need us to rhyme off what he's what he's been through, and we were all just robbed of that.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is well. You know, in that moment, in the twelfth, when he got knocked down, and uh, it was not not even we were all robbed of that he was robbed. Of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what, like that would
1: have been like, no matter what he goes on to f- do in the future, this was his big comeback. Yeah, this was the moment. This was the moment they would talk about forever. He couldn't do it. He was going into Wilder's back garden. You know, yeah. the, the, the the ring size was was brought down to the minimum, so he couldn't move. You know, everything was stacked against him, and he just went. And Experts him. thought, you know. Oh, he'll get he'll get caught, and he did get caught. But he bounced back, and it's just saddening because we were all we were watching it with UFC was it Adelaide or wherever it was in Australia on one TV and the fight on another, and the UFC just got left behind. Partly yep. because the Mark Hunt fight was dog shit, um, but we're completely engrossed in that. And everybody like there was a sense of elation when he won. Like this guy's done it. He's been through the mill. And he's done it. And then, i it was the weirdest feeling, wasn't it? Like, just how flat it became. Yeah, yeah, and... and like, and you knew the second they started with the and the judges have a split tr- decision. You're like, oh, fuckery.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely fuckery. And the thing is, as well, like, when he was knocked down in the 12th, he has said since, like, because he's been asked, you know, how did you get back up? And he's like, the hand of God. I'm telling you, the Lord reached on. <laughs> it I Lord and knows and lifted I lifted him up. Lord knows I am not a religious man, but like it's hard to to dispute that because I can't think of anything else. Like, like I was knocked dead. He was dead, man. I actually legit. What like watching it? We were we all said we're like it's over. It's over. It's over. He's the rest going to stop it? And he bounced back up to his feet. And the second he was on his feet, it's like how the fuck have you just recovered like that? Like he was fine. And then he just just, to he just continued to outbox him the rest of the round. More reasons to be
1: annoyed that. Yeah. 100%. The story didn't end the way it should have. Because that
0: is legendary. 100%. Like, that's yeah, one got of Got off
1: the canvas after being knocked dead in the 12th and won.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, just quickly before we go on to our um, Saints and Sinners, or should we say our festive. Since naughty or yeah, nice list. Since it is the festive well, season. Well, Santa's coming me. He's got his eye on all these people. That's yeah, true. Um, but before that, we'll just quickly talk about not a great deal to talk about from the tough card so we're not really going to bother well we've only talked about the only fight which mattered yeah um, just a few things to touch on um, with uh, the UFC Adelaide card first off Jim Crute who beat Paul Craig as we correctly predicted um, he looks great he does look great his his jiu-jitsu his Brazilian jiu-jitsu movement like he's high level and he's going to be a fucker for a lot of people because here's the thing Paul Craig whether you like him or not Or whether you rate him or not The one thing he does have Really solid BJJ and tough Well, okay, okay Two yeah. things he has Toughness a really solid Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu You know, Jim Crute Made him work And work And work And work And work until It he was the him. sweeps
1: You know, every time The very few times that Paul Crute got in an advantageous position Jimmy Crute just swept him And yeah. made it look easy
0: it's just phenomenal. I'm looking forward to him. Still young, um, and yeah, just fair play to Jim Croot, one to keep an eye on. Sadiq Yusuf, um, who this is fucked up. I, did you hear about his brother? He died like a week before the fight or
1: something. But nobody told him. They not his family
0: him. decided not to tell him. Well, I, well no, he mentioned it. In the, yeah, in the because interview. his, I he found out through a, like I think it was extended family that someone like told him, but his like family kept it from him. Jeez. That's so fucked up. But anyway, what a dominant, um, dominant, dominant uh, performance against Suman Mokharian, Um who, I think he's decent, but like, holy shit balls! One to watch out for? Could be. He's so powerful for that size. So powerful. He's just a wee unit. Uh, Tony Martin, terrible sideburns. And I'm going to give you a piece of advice, Tony, because I like you. Shave your head, mate just commit to it. Yeah, that hair's... Just 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 do it's it.
1: past the point of no return. I always say this, and I've said this to my wife and I've said this to you. And you know what? This goes to everybody. If you ever see me and the hair is going that thin or it's cre- the forehead is creeping back or you're or even worse you're getting the monk, the bald just, spot, just go get rid just tell
0: just tell me and and I'll just do get what it. Got to do. Just get it shaved. In fact, you just take it off. So far, we've addressed mental health. i done a public PSA on it. So yeah, to anyone out there who's suffering struggling with baldness, male pattern baldness, um, <laughs> just shave it just, off. Just get rid of it. Just commit to it. People, trust me. Trust me when I tell you this, and listen up, real good. <laughs> people are judging you more for whatever it is that you're doing to try and cover it up. Yeah. Or lack trying of out, covering it up than they would if it. you just did it. What would happen is you shave your head, and people would go, "Oh shit!" for the first week and then that will be you for the rest of your life.
1: Shave your head, grow a beard.
0: Shave your head, grow a beard, and everything will be all right. That's our advice to any of you, whether you're Male, high-tailing the devil toward yeah, whether you, you're high-tailing <laughs> at the, the hairline, getting oh, that widow's point, peak the widow's at the point, peak. or whether you're getting the, you know, the monk at the back. Or the Bobby just, Charlton comb-over. Uh, oh, that's no doubt. By then, you're too late. You've got to commit to the Bobby Charlton at that stage, and that becomes your thing, because you're the weird guy with the Bobby Charlton. No, see, I think... You, I still think you I, should I, shave it, but like, I never,
1: I never think you're too far... I think, like, even if you rocked a Bobby Charlton for years, you can. It's never it's too just,
0: late. It's okay. Things will be all right. Things will
1: be all right. You can just, you know, get the Clippers out and get rid well, of it.
0: Tony Martin made pretty light work of Jake Matthews. It was a pretty dominant performance.
1: I was really surprised, surprised by Jake Matthews
0: because. It's very, very. Predictable yeah, or something. Just, he was just looking for a big right hand. Maybe that's just a sign of knowing that that's all he had. Yeah. I
1: don't know I've seen
0: lots and no in but fights Martin. like Martin I like Martin subbed him so like I know. think it started Martin
1: landed a big leg kick in the first round and then from there it was he just, just didn't want any of that that was a nasty submission um,
0: Willis and Mark Hunt most boring fight of the night
1: yeah it was terrible Mark, Mark Hunt, Hunt looked the worst I've seen him in the UFC
0: He's devalued his stock to pretty much anyone who might be interested in snapping him I up. I said
1: to you, and I picked him to win, but the fear was that he was just there to wind down, you know, run down time, wind down it the clock that way. and see it out. They started okay, and then Justin Willis just backed up and clipped him from the outside, and Mark Hunt just followed, plodded around, followed him around the kids, didn't cut him off, didn't work any angles, literally just walked in a straight line following him and just got jabbed up. Uh, it was a terrible fight. Yeah. Um, made even more terrible, like we were saying just a minute ago, that uh, one of the best boxing matches in history was unfolding at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mark Hunt, I hope he clears off to Ryzen and we get Mark Hunt Cro up.
0: Oh, oh, I'd watch that. Yes, yes yep. please. Um, next one was a fight that you and I both won. Money, 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 money. I think we can both
1: agree. That it was the fight of the year.
0: <laughs> I think you can agree that. Um Mauricio Shogun who beating Tyson Pedro. Tyson Pedro massively, massively favoured in this. I actually picked him myself, but the odds were too good not to,
1: I told not you, to take a punt. You never, never turn down a bet on Shogun who when he's four to one. Just a win. Yeah,
0: no, no, that that's exactly what that's exactly what I was saying, is that like, you know, the odds were too good because I think I got eight to one. For a knockout It was like Yep I'll take some of that Hold on um, The The thing about this fight Was that Pedro Was smacking the lips off huh, in her In the The onset of the fight And Things were touching go For the first round Certainly But huh, you, Unless you ice him tough. He's yep, too tough
1: Unless you ice him in the first You're in for a long one
0: Yeah And he showed that again um, Phenomenal performance From her. Huh. He's an animal.
1: He is one of my. I, I could gush over,
0: dude. I've never seen you so pumped watching a fight. Like every every punch, you were leaning. Go, I was doing on. that oh. chocolate Dell oh. trance yeah, thing yeah, from the guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um,
1: I, he's one of my favorite fighters ever. Um, I would. I still would like him to retire off this. Retire. I would have going liked You've seen that. Um, but yeah, oh my goodness. As long
0: as he keeps the level, man, that's the thing. That's what we were saying afterwards. Like, Give him guys trying to break into the top 15.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we were saying, he's four and one in his last five against a bunch of guys in the top 15 to the tail end of 10. Like, he can't, you know, it's hard There's to say. There's your place. Yeah, it's hard to say, like, oh, you're done. Oh, but, like, sorry, the only people who hammer you are the top six fighters in the world. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say, tell someone that, like, yeah, I mean, you should just end your career. But there's
0: also a payoff, though. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before. We, we're we never ones to try and, like, be like, oh, you need to retire. But there is a payoff between damage and what you've got left. And, you know, as you say, like, if you put them in there with the right people, and I think that that's, that's on the UFC. That's on the matchmaking. Like, you need yeah. to look after your guys like that. You know, look after your Mauricio Hughes. Look, you, know, you know, Lord knows that you, you know,
1: you don't get a lot of them.
0: Yeah, no, you don't, and and you certainly can't replace them. You know, it's the same with Mark Hunt. Yeah. You know, that's another guy that they were feeding. A, really, Was Brock fucking Lesnar. That's you know, that's what yeah. you're going to do to that guy, a legend of the sport, and when you could have just given him a Chase Sherman to test. You know. You know, yeah. okay, maybe not Chase Sherman because he would have fucking killed him but like you know you give him somebody on the way up someone trying to break into the top 15 maybe even knocking on the doors of the top 10 and you leave it at that
1: well Justin Willis kind of was that and made sense for him but I think that was more to do with uh, Mark than it was Willis <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah Shogun Hu, title shot next year I'm telling you it's on
0: well, the main event uh, was uh, the wonderful and hilarious Taitio uh, versus Junior DeSantos. Now, for me. Big um, theme of the, the
1: last three fights in this card up and comers against established legends.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, I think last week I predicted. Well, I'd say last we week. We both picked DeSantos. Yes. Um, but Taitio Vasa looked a lot better doing it than I thought he would.
1: I thought Junior De Santos looked Pretty terrible. About as bad as I've seen him.
0: Kept it backing himself to the cage. He still, still has does Broken that. that habit.
1: Still eats leg
0: kicks. Oh shit! That leg kick, like that was where I went. That was the moment where I went. Okay, now my sphincter is clenching. Like I'm literally prairie dogging it right now. Like you know, <laughs> um, it, 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 it's it's that's
1: it's the thing though. It's still Junior De Santos. He's still a six foot four giant jacked Brazilian with.
0: What, what relevance is the With Brazilian he- part heavy, heavy <laughs> hands. I'm just stating facts.
1: Like a, a bald man as well. Yes, he
0: is. He is. And do you know what? One, a prime example of someone. that just embraced looked, it. You used to look at him and go, dude. dude and let then he go. did it and you're like, better. Yeah. Nice. Better. Good and work, JDS.
1: Won the title after shaving it.
0: But, well, there you go. I'm not promising
1: that if your hair's going We're just and you shave saying. it, you're going to be the UFC Heavyweight Champion. We're just saying. but I'm just saying coincidence? Look saying, it.
0: It could happen. <laughs> it could um, Tituvasa that worked with the leg kicks beautifully made it an ugly fight, and um, which I think is what he needed
1: to do. Looked like a fish out of water in the ground, but in fairness, his brains had just been scrambled oh, by that, that unchecked, one. unguarded left. hook Was it left? No, hook? it was
0: a right hand. I think he caught him with a left hook, which it's I, the, I think spun Tituvasa around, and it was his hands one, yep, were down. And he, he just faced, fed him a yeah, straight punch where he was facing away. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh,
1: Tituvasa <laughs> trying to. Punch his way out of bottom line. How good is that he
0: didn't just go out though?
1: That's true. Um, I think that's just summed up what we'd said last week. Bit too much, bit too soon.
0: Absolutely. And I think that... Like we're all
1: for testing prospects, but Junior DeSantos is, you know, he's still up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Called out my boy, Overeem.
0: It's a good fight. Um, I think Overeem smashes him.
1: Yeah, so do I. But uh, yeah. I don't don't know how much upside I see in Junior DeSantos anymore.
0: I haven't seen it in a while. No, no. I mean, look, I don't like to accuse anyone of anything, but he is one of the guys in that Johnny Hendricks category. He ain't looked quite the same post-usada. He
1: has been winning.
0: And he, he has, but they've been... Like, the Ivanov fight, he looked good, but not JDS good. No. He should have destroyed him.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, JDS of 2012 kills he Ivanov. He
0: l- looks like what I imagine now. Uh, Twenty-four-year-old JDS looked like. Do you know what I mean? Like figuring it all out, piecing it all together, trying to trying to get it all. Prospect. J- he's almost reverted to being He'd, a prospect. Yeah, he
1: looks a wee bit more. Well, but this is what we we're talking about. I don't about know because on. when he was a prospect coming through, he was gung ho, and now he looks a bit hesitant. I think he's had a few bad ones. Obviously, Cain Velasquez took bits it's of it's soul, soul. Yeah. Um, Steepa. Overeem twice. Him, um, the state, well, he won the first one, but he's still. It was a tough fight, and then the second one, he looked terrible. A couple yeah. of leg kicks, and then night night. Um,
0: standard, that's the standard format to yeah. beat JDS. You know, so
1: I, I don't, I don't know with with the way the top of the heavyweight division looks at the minute. Would I fancy him against Steepay again? No. Would I fancy him against Angano? No, because Angano would would decapitate him.
0: He does get hit.
1: Um, Curtis Blades, I think, beats him. Yes beyond that I'm trying to think who's next. Well, I that's d- probably to over pause there
0: But yes, no, I agree. It probably uh, would be.
1: Yeah, which is probably the closest fight out of them all and I think it probably looks fairly similar to the last one. So,
0: yep, and uh, that pretty much wraps up our news and review. lovely music. It is a little bit different from normal. Uh, Obviously, Saints and Sinners is the section where the MMA gods have bestowed the power upon us to cast sainthood or sinnership upon those from the MMA world, Um, and it is of course at our discretion. However, they have handed power over to Santa's Little Helpers for the naughty and nice list, because after all, it's close to Christmas, so... Uh, I am, unfortunately, flying solo. We had a logistical um, mishap, shall we say, um, which has left me finish up the podcast on my own. But that is all good, and hopefully you guys will stick around because we've still got the uh, naughty and nice to come here. And uh, we also, of course, have a preview of the next next UFC card. So just going to get stuck right in. Um, On the naughty list, Max Holloway. Um, Max Holloway, I love. Um, I think he's fantastic. Um, I probably favour him in this fight against Ortega, which we'll get to in a bit, but the issue that I do have with Holloway in this is, in Embedded, uh, so UFC Embedded, he was snowboarding. Now, I am not one of the guys that, you know, has a go at Cowboy Cerrone because he lives a pretty wild and rock and roll lifestyle doing cave diving and ATV driving and and whatever it is he does, you know, more more part to him. But Max Holloway was medically pulled from a fight a weight class above his. Now, I understand that that weight class was, or that weight cut, I should say, um, you know, was a short notice one. But, I mean, he's a big boy for 145. There are questions at the minute as to whether or not he's going to be able to make it to 145 at all. So we do have to wonder, you know, what what are his team thinking letting him do that this close to the fight? Because if I'm, if I'm Dana White or if I'm his team, I'm losing my mind about this, you know. Imagine if we'd gone through all this, got the fight week. You know, uh, I'm counting down the days to the fight. And I don't mean that, you know, in that, oh, I'm super excited for the fight. Of course I am. But I'm literally one more day down and no pull-out. You know, and and Mel and I have been texting each other about that. You know, and, and one more day and, you know, still no sign of a pull-out here, which is good news. That said... And Adam Wiccanu and uh, Brian Ortega again for an interim. Yes, please. But that's not that's not what I want to see. I want to see Holloway. And I want to see the best matchup possible. Max, you're on the naughty list, I'm afraid. Santa is not going to bring you any candy, candy canes. He will be bringing you some coal and maybe an apple. Because, you know, you got to eat healthy and look after yourself. But, yeah, that, that's not a good look, Max. Not a good look at all. Um. Sainthood for Tyson Fury. Um, we don't make a rule of talking about boxing, but this fight and the the theatrics around it is just too too much for us to not at least make reference to it. Um, the reason that he's getting this, and this is this, is, you know, he is on the nice list, but. He will get extra toys and extra presents based on one thing. He has offered to give his 8 million purse to the homeless. If he does do that, he is on Santa's nice list. There is no two ways about it. An absolutely classy move. Um, One thing, though, is that... um, And excuse my ignorance on this, but... uh, I know he he refers to himself as a traveller. Or the Gypsy King, if you will. Um, Are they not technically homeless? Like... Like like a nom- are, are are well they're more nomadic aren't they yeah i suppose they're more nomadic than homeless but you know good for him addressing an issue that actually you know I, I think it's close to everybody um in terms of you know how often you see it i think we become desensitized to it in many ways but you know every single homeless person has a story behind them um and we're going to give a quick shout out as well to the outside in uh, a local company uh who who make um garments um they make hats etc and whenever you get one from them um they also donate one to to the homeless as well. It's just it's a, a lovely business touch and and it's a classy move. Um, I always rock my outside in hat. Um, and I I'm actually wearing it right now. Um, but anyone who knows me would would be able to tell you that I I very rarely take it off. Um, but yeah, I mean it's an incredible thing for Tyson to do. Eight million, no no drop in the ocean. There's a huge amount of money to anybody, and I'm sure a charity will be able to do a, a large amount with that. And you know I. We talked about it earlier about him being robbed of the greatest boxing moment. Um, You know, this just kind of, especially if it does go through, is, you know, this is what it's all about with Tyson Fury. This is why he's had the public perception turn around. I personally have always been a big fan of his, I found him very entertaining. Um, From the Batman press conference and and all the other theatrics, I just think he's fantastic. Um, But, you know,. classy, classy move. Santa will absolutely be bringing him some new boxing gloves um, and hopefully some more of that magic ointment that managed to raise him from what appeared to be the dead in the 12th round there. So, yes, Merry Christmas. Uh, UFC matchmaking. uh, I'm afraid that we're going to absolutely going to have to uh, put them on the naughty list. Um, Greg Hardy, uh, who has you know been a hyped prospect in the heavyweight division, ex-NFL athlete and domestic abuser um, he has been put on the same card as Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostevich. Now, look I get it, you know that's not necessarily where the UFC's head is at with this. It wasn't a publicity stunt. I wouldn't have thought in that way, but it was just a little um, insensitive. Uh, You know, I do find there to be an irony in it, but at the same time, I'm hearing mixed things about, you know, the extent of, of what Greg Hardy did, because I I don't even know if it ever finished going through court. That doesn't make it okay, but you know, it's, we kind of have to take these case by case. And as well as that, you know, I do wonder if, if you know that if they were to to run this fight and he was to be on the card with you know somebody else that had been abused before, you know does does that mean instantly? Can he just not fight on someone that is you know fight? Sorry, on a card with somebody on a different part of the card? that perhaps is being assaulted in any way. you know. Um, it's, a, it's a tough call. I, I don't like the white knighting around this, but I do understand the sentiment that it is perhaps, if nothing else, very insensitive by the UFC. Um, because they're on Santa's naughty list, they will not be getting those lovely pay-per-view numbers next year that they wanted. Um, that is both a joke and a prediction from me. Um, I think that the pay-per-view numbers will decline. I think the advent and rise of streaming is going to change that, but that's actually something we'll talk about in another episode. I have a no new out whatsoever. Um on the um Saint note. We're gonna have to absolutely give a shout out to Rachel Ostevich who um, I I hope to, to goodness that she's recovering well mentally and physically from from the trauma that she went through. Um, but she took a stand and, and came out and spoke out about domestic violence and and you know that's a that's a woman that's well aware of her platform um, and you know just an, an incredibly brave thing to do. Um, I do I do much respect her. She's definitely on Santa's uh, nice list this year, and hopefully he brings her something uh, that will help brighten her her christmas so yes our thoughts are with her um you know in terms of what what she's going through at the minute and just absolute credit and um, where it's due because not an easy thing to talk about um you know they they talked about tyson fury talking about mental health because of the stigma this is the same thing you know it's um a woman taking a stand on something that a lot of people don't don't generally take a stance on um or or it it gets buried or you know um, whatever it may be it's just absolute uh, credit to her and yeah she's definitely on Santa's nice list. Uh, we have w- a couple more sinners, if you will, um, on the naughty list. We have Eve Levine for an absolutely horrendous stoppage at UFC. There, um, it was a stoppage that um, I didn't really understand what had happened. He sort of stopped the fight midway between, um, so it was, it was, sorry, but it was Benavidez and Perez, but he stopped it, uh, and waved it off, and then the fight kind of continued, and, and it was just, it was a bad stoppage in general, you know, the fight should have been just stopped there, and it wasn't, um, we see this all the time, and I do my best to, um, to, to try and, uh, you know, give the referees benefit of the doubt because I believe that uh, you know they're they're doing something that not a lot of people can do. And you know, for for every minute that they're in the right position, you know they have to move and theoretically be in the wrong position. And I've often said this that being in the wrong position is often just for a split second and sometimes unavoidable and it's the consequences of that that we always focus on um but this isn't one of those times this was just flat out a bad bad call and um, i try to give referees the benefit of the doubt but this was not one that uh, that's possible for me to do and um, i just think that it was too egregious a stoppage and um, He is on the naughty list. He will not be getting new hair for Christmas from Santa. Um, And yeah, that's not cool, man. Not cool at all. Um, One more for the naughty list, Bellator. Um, We often praise Bellator on this podcast for uh, being forward-thinking in terms of the fight cards, putting on fights that people definitely want to see. Speaking of fights that you want to see in Bellator uh Paul Daly versus uh, Michael Venom Page versus MVP uh, happening in February I believe. What has killed me about this is how could they not put it on in England? Like how 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 could they how could they not? There's a card already happening in, in and around the same time in England. And do you know what? Like we very rarely we talked about this in the in some of the uh, the podcasts where there was cards for in the UFC FC that were on at Strange Times for the US there's only a handful of cards a year that we get to see at a nice time. You know, Mel and I stay up until 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning every week to, to bring, you know, to be able to bring coverage like this to you. For us to, to, to... Uh to just catch highlights isn't enough. We have to watch it. And yes, we could watch it the next day, but it loses its feel. Um it's not it's not the same and and I think that, you know, we get a really hard time. Uh you know, the the Americans were absolutely cracking up about the card a couple of weeks ago where the you know it was on a terrible time for them, which was just a normal time for us. And, you know, if you're an American listener, I hope I hope that, you know, you understand. Um I, well, firstly I'm sure that you there's every every good chance that you're not one of the ones we're talking about but if you are I hope they understand that this is literally the norm for for the other side of the world this is the norm we stay up until stupid o'clock because we love this sport it it I would feel so lucky to have the the week in week out cards finishing at ten o'clock at night. I would love that, but it is just not the reality of it. So just do me a favor and let us have one here and there because you know we 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 need those because we need respite. You know we we you know, we all work jobs too. You know we 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 need to to be able to balance. You know your, the thing is for us. You know that's our Sunday written off. We need to sleep, we need to rest, and, and get ready for the next week, and it is hard, it is hard, and I don't want to sound like I'm giving a sob story, because it's an absolute privilege to do what we do, that doesn't mean that we don't need our sleep like the rest of you, so, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, back to Bellator, I, I don't I don't know what the motivation here is, um, MVP and Paul Daly, both English. Um, both huge in the UK. Um, every Bellator fan knows this fight's going to be absolute dynamite. Uh, we will do a preview of the fight closer to it. But the reason this fight's so exciting is because Paul Daly... You know what you're going to get with Paul Daly. Um, he's an established fighter. A journeyman with a solid record. Um, MVP. Been it feels like he's been an quote-unquote up-and-coming prospect forever. But... You know hasn't really faced that high level of competition yet and this is this is a really intriguing fight because this is the, this is where this is what he should be doing he should be fighting someone like paul Daly um i personally i do think that m v p is legit I just don't know if he's paul Daly legit um i mean Paul Daly just well. I don't know. Uh, oh, you see, this is why this fight's so good. This is why This is why I feel like we've been robbed. Um, I mean, this this to me is one of the fights. Of course, look, I'm saying this and I'm going to stop and I'm going to watch it anyway. You know, I'm not going to sit and say this and then like huff and not watch it. But I just wish that this was one of the ones that I could really enjoy. Because the other thing too is, look, we, we enjoy an occasional beer. I'm not, as I said earlier on the podcast, I don't really drink anymore. But... You know, I, I would love to be able to have a beer or two watching the UFC, but I can't because it would make me fall asleep. This is one of those fights where you get your mates around, you you know, e- even your non-MMA mates, you go, this is this fight is awesome. Like, you show them a guy like MVP, you show them a highlight reel of Paul Daly. This is a missed opportunity for a company that are trying to get the, U- uh, the UK market. Bellator, it's, it's well known. In fact, Bellator, even as much as a month ago, they scooped up nearly the end. Entire of the the nation of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Um, well, no, no, they're not one nation, but you know what I mean. They scooped up the entire talent pool of of pros that that were serviceable and and useful because. They know that they if they fill the Europe cards, if they fill the u k cards there 's a bit of a gap in the market why well, because the d f c don 't really focus on it that much, yeah, they put on a handful of cards, but they put them on at weird times to you know to to help the u s market watch them they 're not worried about the numbers in the rest of the world as much as they are about the numbers in the u s so you know and that 's fine that 's fair enough that 's business that 's how it works, but for us like Bellator are trying to do it, so like, I would have, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to put them on the naughty list. Um, Santa... Will not be bringing them any more uh, success in the UK uh, until a later date because, well, they don't deserve it for what they've done. I feel that this is one of the biggest missed opportunities for the UK fans, um, and it's a massive miss by Bellator. I really, really don't understand w- what their thinking is with it as well. You could also put a guy like uh, Fabian Edwards, who, by the way, I I rate very, 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 very highly. Uh, Fabian Edwards is middleweight. I was bad. He was contending for the championship He is now signed with Bellator um, His social media is hilarious Calling out guys left, right and centre And if the name Edwards means anything to you He is of course brother of uh, UFC welterweight Leon Edwards Um, But I think Fabian's better I think he's he's. More dynamic, um, and I I love Leon Edwards, and he's brilliant. Uh, but but Fabian, I I just has something that that fills me with with confidence for his future. I really do believe that he he could contend for the championship in Bellator, and potentially down the line even the UFC. Um, you know, you put a guy like him on as a you know a entry to the the main card, or or even if you really wanted to push the UK angle, you put him on at the Co Main. You know, you've you've daily and mvp on uh, as the main and i i feel like it was a missed opportunity a swing and a miss by them uh to to have a, a talent pool of uk northern ireland ireland and europe uh you know you put them all on a big stacked card with daily and mvp right at the top um shame on you bellator i still love you but uh, i am i am distraught by this news uh one more saint my boy you heard us arguing about him earlier on. Chael Sonnen. Um, Gilles Sonnen, before the Chuck and Tito fight, was angling towards a Chuck Liddell fight. Um, Fair enough. There was questions then. You know, how good's Chuck? Is he still Chuck? Uh, One of the reasons why I think that he deserves to be on the nice list is because he he saw the fight and he made a video and said, look, you're right. Any of you that were assuming that I was angling for a fight, I was. I'm not now. And I have a lot of respect for him for that because, well, two things. One... He doesn't want to look, you know. He doesn't want to look good at the cost of Pearl Chuck, you know. That that's not a win, you know. Like really, like could you imagine the odds for that fight? A guy that beat Rampage not that long ago, and you're gonna you're gonna stick him in against the Chocolate Liddell that we just saw. That would be a very 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 violent and one sided uh, encounter, and I I just feel that uh, Chill. Had a touch of class in saying I don't want any of that. I do want Tito again though. Um, I love that fight as we've heard. Um, but yes, I I have to give him credit. I would imagine that Chiel knows full well that 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 fight would not have gone well for Chuck and you know, credit to him where it's due he didn't want that so that wraps up our Saints and Sinners or as we shall call it this week and for the the coming weeks as well because after all, Santa is watching and he is on his way the naughty and nice list Okay, so uh, as you know uh, we have uh, a UFC card coming up now we talked about this before uh, in terms of what we do on Topology. Now, Topology is a website. and We are not sponsored or endorsed in any way, so we're just advocating this for the crack, the banter, and the fun. Um, It allows you to pick the fights. You get belts like you would in a martial art for guessing correctly. You get points. The more points you get, the more belts you get. So you can predict method. You can predict... um, You can predict uh, what round. You can predict who's going to win, etc. And more importantly, you can jump on the website, sign up free, and take part and play with us. Uh, We have a group, uh, and it is called the Super Rad MMA UFC Pick'em. Currently, there is a handful of us playing along. And we would love it if you did too. So please feel free. And if you have any problems finding it, uh, just drop us a wee message uh, on Twitter at, uh, at SuperadMMA. You can also drop a message to us on Facebook.com forward slash SuperadMMA, Or you can get us on the Instagram at Palooka Media. Uh, but please just get in touch with us because we'd love you to take a part in it. Um, so we're just going to get on to a quick preview of the uh, the next card, which of course is the big one in Toronto, UFC 231. So first fight that I've predicted is Diego Lima versus Chad. Um, I have to favour uh, Lepre here and I think he'll probably manage to get it done. Chad, the disciple, Lepre as he is known. I think he'll get it done by a KO and I think he'll get it done early. Diego Lima, solid fighter. I just think Chad Lepre has... He just has an edge on him everywhere, uh, and I, I favour him. So I have selected a first-round KO uh, by Chad Lapre. Also worth noting that both Mel and I are in the, the 70s uh, in percentage-wise in, in our picks. So you can't put some merit into what we say, but we're not always, right? Uh, Matthew Lopez versus Brad Katona. Um, this is a more tough one to pick in terms of... Uh, Method. I would imagine that a a uh, decision is likely, but there's something just—it's just a gut thing telling me that Katona's going to get submission. Um, Katona, of course, uh, Ultimate Fighter alum, but looked very, very good. Made the whole season look very easy. I think he's actually. A very 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 good fighter. Um, you know, normally with the Ultimate Fighter guys, you tend to get, you know, you guys like Forrest Whitaker and 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 other guys that have come out of it that, at the upper end of it. Um, even guys like Michael Bisping. You know, there are tons of guys that came out of it that ended up having long and and good careers. Um, but the um uh, Matthew Lopez probably just a bit outclassed here by Brad Katona, uh, and I think it, it will be pretty one-sided regardless of method. Uh, because we don't do wishy-washy on this podcast, I am going to select a submission, which as I said, is a gut thing more than anything. I'm going to go for a round two submission by Brad Katona. Uh, Alexander Rakic and Devin Clark. Um... It's a tough fight. Uh, I think Rakic probably takes it. Um, I think he wins with a round one KO. Uh, but it it's one of those ones you just never really know. Um, it is really, really tough to pick this fight. Because, I mean, Devin Clark is, is good. Devin Clark is really bloody good. And there isn't really... In the light heavyweight division, there isn't really any way that, you know, you can rule anything out because they they, they just hit hard. It's it's almost like the heavyweights, you know. I favour Rakic. um, You know, Devin Clark is the underdog, um, you know, beaten by Jan Blachowicz, um, beaten by Alex Nicholson, but has wins over Josh Stansbury, Jay Collier, um, Mike Rodriguez. But I just think that You know, Justin Ledet, which is Rakic's easy one, he looked great against him. Like, it was a a, a unanimous decision. Um, I'm going to go for a KO, even though, you know, Rakic doesn't necessarily always knock people out. I just think that in this instance, you know, he, he will... He will find a way. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go for round one. I think that this this, this is a fast one. Um, but what? I could be wrong. Uh, I have been wrong before. Uh, the next one is an absolute nightmare. Um, it's Olivier... Ob- Sorry. Olivier. I'm going to try that for a third time. Olivier... Aubame Mercier, uh, the wonderful Canadian gentleman, uh, who rocked a pretty solid moustache for a while, so he gets kudos for that off me automatically, uh, against Gilbert Burns. Now, Gilbert Burns, obviously, an amazing jiu-jitsu player. Um, you know, it, oh, I just don't know. So, uh, you know, Alexander Hernandez obviously beat uh, Alex uh, OAB. Let's just go OAM, sorry, um, the Quebec kid. And... Um, he beat him in a pretty handy decision the last time they fought. It wasn't the most exciting fight, uh, but he's great. Um, Gilbert Burns got smashed by Daniel Hooker, but Daniel Hooker on a tear, you know. And this was Daniel Hooker at lightweight as opposed to featherweight, so it's it's a tough one to call. I favour Burns. I've diced between submission. And I've diced between a decision. I've gone with a safer bet, and I've, I've i think it's I think it will be a decision because uh, OAM is great against the cage. Um, actually, Mel was saying that he thinks this fight could be a bit of just a dare I say boring one, in that it could just be a lot of clinch work, a lot of cage work, a lot of stalling. I just think Gilbert Burns, if it gets into that game, just has too many options, Um and I'm not sure if OAM has enough on the feet. To To really keep Gilbert Burns off him and that's unfortunately what he would need to do um, because I think that w- if Gilbert Burns starts to lay his hands on, on OAM in a grappling exchange, I think that that could get pretty gnarly. However a.m. great at the sort of almost the, the, that wrestling side of it um, and, and great at submissions as well. So, you know, he's no slouch on the ground at all, but I just think that Gilbert Burns just a touch too much for him um, which of course actually reminds me of the wonderful ACDC song, Touch Too Much um, to those of you who are Bon Scott fans more than Brian Johnson, we salute you. Um, Elias Theodoro, the man with the best hair in the business um, fighting Eric, a- Eric Anders. Now, There's two trains of thought on this. Um, Anders is heavily favoured by KO um, on on topology. Uh, But Mel and I were talking about it yesterday. And I... Theodore was good. and, And he, you know... He beat Trevor Smith, he beat Daniel Kelly, Um, he lost to Brad Tavares, who's a bad motherfucker, you know, uh, beat Cesar Ferreria, Um, beat Sam Alvey, who hits hard, and it's the Sam Alvey one that I find interesting, because although Sam Alvey's nowhere near as dynamic as Eric Anders, he he cracks hard, and uh, you know, that would have been my, my question. Um, That said, Eric Anders also did beat you know, Thiago Santos. Not that long. Ago, or sorry, he lost to him actually. Sorry, um, but he did beat Tim Williams uh, and lost to de Machida, which is no, you know, and that was also a decision split. That you know, he could easily. When it's a split decision, it's it's always a tough one to call. Like, but um, I I think that Anders does hit too hard. Um, but I think Theodore has the skills to avoid it. Um, you know, he's a bit of veteran savvy. He's been there before. You know, he's. It's a close matchup, but I am going to I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to say Theodoro and I'm going to say by decision. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, Jessica I and Caitlin Chikagian. Uh, this is a good fight. Um. I mean it's it's a bit of a mismatch to be honest um, in terms of ranking but you know Jessica I on a bit of a win streak she beat Jessica Rose Clark and uh, Kalindra Faria so you know she's strung a couple of wins together on a bit perhaps on a, a more upward trajectory than she was before but Shikugian, just I just favor her i th- I just think she 's better um and she 's better everywhere. I think it will be a decision um it's to be honest, I usually tend to to, to err on the side of cautions with with the female divisions, especially the lessers and that is obviously flyweight but Uh, You know, the finish rate just isn't all that high. So I I think it will be a decision. Uh, I I don't always err on that. Like, I don't think uh, there's a female fight coming up that we're going to talk about in a minute, and I don't necessarily think that's going to go the distance. But in this instance, I think it's a pretty safe bet. So if you're a betting man uh, or betting woman, um, what might be a good bet is fight to go the distance, uh, depending on the odds. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, the the bookies favoring... uh, Shikugian just slightly uh, and having uh, Jessica Ai as a slight underdog um, but you know to take of it what you will I think that Shikugian outclasses are everywhere um, in this fight uh, and that's that's just how I see this going I think that um, you know there's an age thing at play here and it's not age in terms of the number it's just mileage um, and okay you know Shikugian's had 12 fights uh, Jessica is only had nineteen, which which in terms of UFC, you know, isn't the biggest number in the world, but it it's it's still mileage. And you know, thirty two with that mileage versus twenty nine without that, you know, it's a, it's a hell of a lot less damage. Um, but you can never underestimate veteran Savvy. I am going to go with and as I said, and I think it's a decision. Claudio Cadelia and Nina Ansaroff, Anasar- uh, uh I believe that Claudia just that this is. This is light work. Um, I I can't see a path to victory for Ansarov. I just can't. And I would like to. I would like to be able to. I mean, she's been on a a three-fight win streak. You know, she beat... um, jones leibarger she beat uh angela hill she beat uh randa marcos was it you know she's she's beaten good people and, and recently too you know she's been active over the last year year and a half um obviously andrage beat gadelia she came back and then beat esparza i think that gadelia taps her and i think she does it in round two um obviously it's, I'm not telling anybody to please, again, we have to put this disclaimer on it. Do not bet on what we say like, and then expect it to, to come true. Uh, we, we do try our best to make it accurate, but uh, we have no way to guarantee it, unfortunately. Uh, otherwise, we'd all be very rich. But, uh, yeah, I just think Kedelia has her everywhere and I think certainly, certainly better uh, on the ground. And, and I just think that this fight looks easy. Um, I think it, it goes smooth. Um, and look, Nina Nina Ansarov could surprise me, she really could um, she's only a moderate underdog by the bookies, um, you know, not not favoured, uh, or Cadelia not favoured massively, but I, I don't see how I, I favour Cadelia massively in this, but you know, this is why we love this sport we get to find these things out um, this is a bit of a wild card one um, so Thiago Santos and Jimmy Manoa I'm going to go against the grain, I think with a lot of this, um so Mel and I have been talking about this one a lot. Uh, it's one of the fights that we're sort of very, very excited about. Um, and Thiago Santos, obviously, up at 2-5 now, trying to wreak havoc. Uh, topology have 88% of people picking a KO by Santos. Not Mel and I. Um, we actually pick it the other way. Um, I just think that Thiago Santos, has he's had some good wins. You know, Eric Anders, he beat well, Kevin Holland, um, who's, you know, rising. He lost to David Branch. You know, he beat Anthony Smith. Um, he beat Jack Hermanson. The Anthony Smith one is, you know, impressive. Um, you know, losing to David Branch. Well, a lot of people lose to David Branch. No surprise there. I'm just not sure if he's fought the caliber of people that um, that Jimmy Mano has. I mean, if you look at, yes, look at his record. He's, he's only won two fights in the last five, but he lost to Jan Blachowicz in a decision. Uh, you know he lost to Volkan Ozdemir, who cracks bloody hard, whether we like him or not. Uh, Corey Anderson, he beat he, he beat OSP, and he lost before that to Anthony Johnson. I don't think that's reflective of where Manoa really is. And he has that fuck you par. He has that left hook that can come out of nowhere. He's got lovely body kicks, lovely head kicks. I just think he's a, different physically to Thiago Santos, even though Santos sort of has a reputation as being a, a bit of a beast. I personally, uh, this this could be one of the upsets at night for me, and I would be very tempted, dependent on the odds, to put money on Manoa by KO. And I actually think that you'd probably get good odds on it too. Um, he's he's a great guy. I really like him. We've talked to him on Twitter a few times. Um, and uh, I I just think that uh, he 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 has the experience. He has a level of competition that, that Santos is yet to see. Now does that necessarily translate No, no it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean that um that that, you know, because he's faced better people that, you know, that he'll he'll be guaranteed to win. But it does definitely count for something to me. You know, it, it, having a wins over guys like Corey Anderson and, and OSP, that definitely counts. That contributes for something. And um, you know, Jimmy Manoa is pretty much at seven to four across the board, um, thirty-one to twenty, seventeen to ten. But there, there are bites, and yeah, good lord, like it's a, that that that's big odds, and that's just that's just for him to win. Let alone, you know, when you go into by KO, you know, and and I personally think that the those odds are not truly reflective um, of of the fight. I think that uh, Manoa is in with a much bigger shout than people are giving him. As I said, twelve percent of people pick Manoa, twelve percent, really. Like this is Jimmy Manoa, you know, and I know that he's not, you know, all singing, all dancing. And at, at one stage, he was thought to be the next big thing. I get that, but he's still Jimmy Manoa. He's still that guy. So I think this is going to be a first round TKO. Because I think, I think that Manoa just comes out nice as him to be honest. I really do believe that. And um, I, I, w- I probably will put a flutter on it. Um, I, I believe that much. Um, another underdog... Um, Kyle Bochniak, he's fighting Hakeem Daboudou. Now, this is an interesting fight for a number of reasons. Um, Daboudou, obviously, uh, coming off a win against Austin Arnett. Uh, he lost to Danny Henry, um, who I think is... Is Danny Henry's nickname Sexual Chocolate? I think it is, you know? Which is, by the way, a great nickname. Almost like something to the WWE. Um, again, you know, you look at the competition he's faced... Um, Not quite the same as Bochniak. Bochniak is an underdog. Um, I think in terms of odds alone, Bochniak worth potentially a flutter. I have Bochniak by decision because I think he... Well, I mean, we we saw it in the Zabit fight. Damn tough. And I, I don't see... I don't see WD having the tools necessary to dispatch him. Um, you know, even the fact that uh, on topology people are picking Dawoodoo by decision, that worries me in itself because you kind of got to put Kyle Bochniak away because if you don't, he'll keep coming, you know. Now, I get that he lost the decision to Zabit, but Zabit is very hotly contested, but he just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. And going. Um, I think it's the other way around. I think it's a Botchniak decision, um, but you know there is that what if there is that question there always is um you know Dawuru is a dynamic fighter um he he does carry a bit of pop so it'll be interesting to see as always but i i just think that the bochniak you know he, he's just better he, for at the moment um but again you know this is why we like these fights you get to see further is dawuru is he legit is he not um we'll find out um now, Mel and I disagreed on this one, just so you know off the bat. Um, but it's Alex Oliviera and Gunnar Nelson. Now, uh whew, I don't. This is a this is a really really tough fight. A lot of people favouring Oliviera by KO, um, and that's absolutely. I, and I can I can see why. I can I can I can see the case for it. Um, just not sure. Uh, I think that Gunnar. Oh, I think this is the problem. You know. Olivier is a badass on the ground too, but I think that Nelson is just a touch above on the ground. And I see him, I see him playing it safe. I see a little bit of a feeling out in the first round, maybe a few clinch exchanges, perhaps a takedown attempt. And um, I think that Nelson's going to sub him in round two. I believe, uh, and and Mel, I'm sure will correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe that he had Oliviera either by decision or by KO. Um, but again, you know. It, 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 it really, this is one of the ones that I I am picking because we have to pick and we don't we don't do wishy washy on this podcast. But I can see a case for both. I just happen to favor Nelson slightly in this. I do worry about his risk management touch. Um, I also, uh, interestingly, one of the only fighters that doesn't fight with hand wraps. Be curious to know exactly why. Because I certainly, even in training or sparring, I certainly prefer to have hand wraps on. Um, but. Hey ho! Uh, to each his own. Uh, maybe it gives him a bit more space to you know to work the work the hands in when he's pummeling or working to try and get under a chin. Or, but I couldn't have thought that the hand wraps would have made that much of a difference. I Also, find it interesting that you're allowed to do that. Um, you know because hand wraps, you know they do. You know you're you're closer to bare knuckle, I suppose. Really, aren't you? Um, you know if you don't have wraps on underneath the gloves. Um, but yeah, that is what it is the co main event uh Juani on and Valentina Shevchenko now first off these lovely ladies have uh they have met three times in Muay Thai all three times Valentina Shevchenko dominant now this is a tough one to call because the 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 question mark i have on this is the weight cut that's the question i have with this and my my ultimately my my choice in who would win would be dependent on the weight cut but again we don't do wishy-washy i favor shevchenko and the reason i favor her is because i think that she not only beat her in muay thai so we know she's got her on the feet um i think that she is just better on the ground like like substantially better that said Jan check's uh takedown defense is is excellent, so can she get it there if she wants it there? I don't know that yet, and um, we're going to get to see that. I just, I favor her. Um, I, there is a, a chance, to be honest, of a KO. Um, Jan Jacek potentially, potentially chinny. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, no. Actually, no. There's not. There's not really, because I was just thinking, I was like, but that was just the Rose one, and I, I remember reading she had a really tough cut for that you know so like we do know that dehydration does affect your, your ability to take a punch um, ah, now I, I think that Shevchenko just has her everywhere she has her in the feet and she has her on the ground um, I also I've said this before in the podcast I used to really like Ioannis on J check, but I Mel was telling me the other day her website still refers to her as the queen or still has her undefeated like come on Come on, love. Like I really like her personality and I don't so much enjoy the way in theatrics, but I think she's a great fighter and and I really hope that whatever happens from this, win or lose, that she comes out of it better than she was before. Um not not as a fighter, but as you know, in terms of ego. Um because the one the one thing that I would say maybe that's a bit negative about her is that she does seem to have a very, very temperamental ego. Sometimes she, she seems to be a bit sort of arrogant, but I mean, look, this is the fight game. You have to be to step into a cage and fight someone. You have to believe that you're you're better than somebody else, because if you don't, like, you're going to be the one getting thumped. So, you know, I, I understand it to, to an extent, but Valentina, you know, I just think that she has her everywhere. Um, it, it's going to be a tougher cut for her than for Joanna. From, from what I've gathered this week, you know, by the time she'd even, like, she was leaving Florida, she was only like four pounds away. So, you know, I, I've heard her saying that she's got more energy than she's ever had. And I and I, I would be inclined to believe it. She looks bouncier and looks better than she did any other uh, lead-up. Uh, I'm just not sure if that's going to be enough. That's that's essentially my opinion on it. I, I'm going by Shevchenko by decision. I wouldn't rule out a KO at all. Um, but I, I would favour a decision. Um, because I think that, you know, to be fair to you, Ioana Janjicic, she is that good. That she's not just going to get iced by her. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my prediction for that the main event and i would like to add a caveat to that if and I, and i hope to goodness it does if it happens um i am concerned about holloway's weight um just in general i think that he he needs to go to 155 now i'm saying that but i don't really know because you know every, i i'm kind of buying into the hype that everyone else is saying with that you know I, but but to be fair he looks a lot bigger than he than he's looked before, and I think a lot of that is age. You know, he's only twenty seven now. Now I'm only twenty eight myself, but uh, you know, it's it's that thing of I didn't start to like, and I'm pretty skinny as it is, but I I didn't start to get uh, fill into my frame, if you will, until I was sort of twenty five, twenty six. You know, Maxwell has been in the UFC since he was nineteen or twenty. You know, it's a it's a long time, and and you know, training the way he trains, eating the way he eats. Um, and I don't mean that negatively. I mean, you know, eating good protein, good food, good clean diet. Um, you know, you do that for years, you lift weights for years and you train the way you train for years. You're going to, you're going to get bigger, you know, you might not, you know, you're not going to get bodybuilder big, but you're going to put on muscle. And I do wonder if Max has perhaps just outgrown that weight class, um, and and it wouldn't be the only time we've seen it. And it won't be the last either. Um yet another reason I don't like weight cuts. You know, I just I would I would rather see everybody just on the same page, finding it the same way at their natural weight or close to small cuts to get to it. But at the same time, then you lose out on fights like this. You lose out on Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. So I am torn on it. Uh, Max Holloway, bookies have him as a slight favourite, um and Ortega at near even. I'd 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 say that's probably fair. Um I think Holloway I think Holloway keeps him at bay with a very, very dynamic range of striking. Uh, the thing with with Ortega is right. As wonderful and and phenomenal as his jiu jitsu is, it is the fu- it's the it's the fundamental jiu jitsu. It's everything is and it's perfect. Don't get me wrong. Look, this is the thing. This is not a negative at all. Like this is not a negative in the slightest. Whenever I spoke to our boxing coach right at the beginning. We were talking about goals, and I said to him, "I was like, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a long gentleman, range wise." And I said, "I was like, I want to get the fundamentals, and I want a really good one too, because I, I believe that the fundamentals are the secret to succeeding in anything that you do. If you have the fundamentals down to the point that you can do them with your eyes closed, you can grow, you can experiment, and and you will be sufficient at everything. And um, because of that, you know, if you have the fundamentals of anything, you'll 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 do well." Um, And I I think that, like, Ortega has some of the best Jiu-Jitsu. Do not mistake me saying fundamental for basic because they're two different things. Fundamental Jiu-Jitsu done well is nearly unbeatable. And that's what I, I think that Ortega has in his entire game. His boxing, people rate it highly. I do in terms of how effective it's been, but it's fundamental. And there's nothing wrong with that because, as I said, I myself aimed to have fundamental boxing. But I just wonder if, and this is this is the question, if Holloway is just too dynamic, you know, if I think you need more, especially on the feet, maybe not so much with the jiu-jitsu because fundamental jiu-jitsu, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I think that with Holloway, I think that he deals with Ortega on the feet without much bother. He's fought people that that box like that before, and he will fight people that box like that again. Um, and I I just I favour him heavily in the striking exchanges. I think size could be a factor here. Now we've heard that Ortega, you know, walks around at one eighty five. I'd say Max is probably not far off that, if not a bit bigger. Um, but size could play a part in this. Like who who can actually be more physical in the exchanges? And I don't mean striking exchanges. I mean the grappling exchanges because. You know, theoretically, Ortega could clinch up with Max Holloway and he could just bully him off. Or vice versa. I don't know. I don't know yet. But I think that physicality is going to play a part in this fight because, uh, let's be honest, Holloway, whilst he is very good on the ground, he's not going to want any of Ortega on the ground. One thing I saw in the the breakdown of this fight, um, which Dan Hardy and John Gooden did, was Ortega only has like a 15% takedown success rate you know, like he doesn't take people down he lets he, he lets you try and take him down um. and, and I think that, that that could be a problem in this fight because Holloway's takedown defence is good um, Ortega, I don't know how good his takedown game is because we haven't seen a lot of it Um, I think he could find himself pressured to the point where he needs to try and take Holloway down and I think that that's where a problem could lie, I think I realistically could see Holloway piecing Ortega up a bit on the feet Ortega not wanting it Trying to close the distance, trying to shoot in, and perhaps himself getting caught in the guillotine. In a in a beautiful sense of irony, um, that is not how I see the fight going. I see him. I see Holloway tiring Ortega within two, three, four rounds. Um, I have a third round KO by Holloway in this. I just think that he's too dynamic striking wise. But that said, Ortega has that guillotine at any time, and look. I'm just not so sure that I want to put all of the 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 weight into the KO win over Edgar that people have. I'm not trying to take away from it. It was an absolutely fantastic win. But it you know, he rocked him in the, on the feet and he finished him. And there's nothing wrong with that, and there is no there's no taking that away, and I'm not trying to belittle it. It's just that you know, we don't, we haven't seen a stream of these, you know, um, we haven't seen like him do that consistently. His game traditionally is his jitsu. as it would be if I were him. Um, I, am just curious if he can get it to where it needs to be to implement the jitsu. I do think that Holloway realistically has dealt with, with, with worse on the feet for sure. Um, so I favor Holloway in this quite substantially, but, um, of course, let us know what you think. Get in touch with us at Super Ad MMA. Uh, you can f- go Facebook us at facebook.com forward slash uh, Super Ad MMA. And of course, you can go to our website polukamediacom Now, uh, just a quick shout out again to NI Supplements. Can't thank them enough. It's great to be working with them. And uh, yeah, if you or whether you train uh, in an MMA or Jiu-Jitsu or not, even if you just go lift weights and want to get buff and jacked, absolutely get in touch with them because they're their wealth of knowledge it was really really impressive. Uh, and they're they're just a great company. And they've been really really easy for us to work with as well, which has been great. And um, we of course have our clothing line, which you can find on Puluka Media dot com um it is to there to support not only the, the ourselves but it it's it's meant to be representative of of anyone who appreciates or enjoys m- mixed martial arts or combat sports of any kind um, the term palooka basically means a a newbie a light a beginner um and and we're all palookas in life in some way no matter what it is you've got to do something for the first time and you're going to be a palooka so you know because we, we we got asked once you know oh, well, why would I wear that? You know, because it, cause it means, you know, unskilled. And it's like, well, that's the point. It's it's about the journey. You know, you, like, for, for us, we certainly, like, we appreciate any new person that steps on the mats in BJJ or anyone that gets into a ring in boxing. You know, you have to commend people doing stuff for the first time. And, and to be honest, part of what has really, really grown my life um, has been the support I've had, from people trying to encourage me to do that in those settings. And that's what it's about. It's about respecting all the Polokas of the world, um, you know, and, uh, You know, we're really, really pleased with how the clothing lines turned out. Um, And, you know, it would mean a lot to us if you could check it out. Absolutely. Um, And that pretty much wraps us up for this week. As I said, apologies that uh, Mr. Melbag couldn't be here for the second half of the podcast to argue with me about uh, Chuck and Tito. Or not Chuck and Tito, sorry, Chill and Tito. Um, We've missed him dearly, no doubt. But he will be back. I will be back. We will both be back this time next week. Uh, Until then, peace and love, my homies. And uh, just stay safe. Peace.